0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, what you watching? The weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode sixty-eight, Big Little Podcast, and I'm your host, <laughs> Matt Curion,
1: and with me, as usual, is <laughs> Hey, it's your co-host Marcelo Pico. Um, Matt, you're a genius. Uh... <laughs>
0: That's also the the title of your spin-off uh, podcast.
1: I wish. I wish. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. Indeed. We'll get there later. Yeah, we'll get there later. Yeah, and re- remind me to to talk about how brilliant that is because no, I'm just awesome. saying, now, so I just say now. So I went with the I went with the good title for this and, week's episode. Sweet. <laughs> and right before we we started recording, I was like, I'm going to use the the opening title song to Big Little Lies to open up this this podcast. Oh, well, so, there you go. There you go. You were a step ahead of me, Matt. So congratulations, I'm a mind reader. Anyway, uh, how are you doing, Matt? How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing swell. I mean, other than,
0: you know, crazy stress all, you know, at work and in life, everything's great.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's... I mean, uh, you have... You work in, like, what, six jobs at this point, right? (laughs) No,
0: kill me, please.
1: No, (laughs) I I work two jobs, but I work basically every day. Pretty much every day. Uh, You are the hardworking American... That this country sure. wants to destroy, Matt. This, <laughs> yeah, we're going, I know, it's crazy. right? We're going political right here, at minute two of the podcast. I'm such a piece of shit because you know I, I I'm employed. It's, build it's that crazy. wall, build that wall. No, wait, that's not. <laughs> I
2: don't want to do that. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. I'm confused. So uh, okay, Most so of my good friends are walls. You're mostly stressed, but you still find you still find time to watch movies. Uh, yes, I, and TV shows. But we'll talk about that next week. Yes, yes, that's a tease. Um and I I have like school work and then work work and then website work 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 uh, work work. work, work. <laughs> <laughs> I and and I find it because what what was it like the last two episodes like I've only talked about like maybe two or three movies. Uh, at a time, it's Damn, because tonight I, you have four. Yeah, because I I really made it a. I I told myself I'm going to. Go see a movie, and I forced myself to by actually seeing at least two of those movies in a theater. So yeah, right, you did. And then the other one, the other movie, I had to write about. I still had to write about. So yeah. So uh-huh. and then like and then there are. Yeah, other I'll talk mo- to you about that, Alfier, later. <laughs> and the
0: then things about things we have to write about.
1: Oh, we have to write about so many things. But yeah, I've been. I, just, have, I-, I have issues. Oh, well, I think we I have issues? So it's it's uh it's. Yeah, so to make me watch a movie, I have to either write about it, podcast about it, or go see it in a theater. And like there there's a string of movies I've seen in the last like few weeks that I don't talk about in this show that I save for my other podcast, Soderberg 2828. Which is rude so of you. I I don't want to repeat myself for for those You
0: could just you could just repeat it and like have me give my opinions on the movie. <laughs> just be like, "Hey, I watched Oceans 12, and then I would give a little riff on that movie from my perspective. <laughs> but then that I mean, I mean, okay, come on. Which I mean, could be added as
1: bonus material <laughs> for Soderbergh's podcast. I'm trying to cover all my bases, sir. You're really trying to angle yourself. You're trying to push yourself into Soderbergh 2828, it I'm, seems like. I'm, I'm strong, Armin. <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't have me on your Behind the Candelabra episode, I will be very upset. I will say, Matt, uh, not to hurt your feelings, but at this point... It's just me and co-host Mike <laughs> we're on episode 12 I mean it's just the two of us I can't imagine you know bringing in a guest and kind of ruining that you know whatever that is that uh, that what, dynamic, that vibe you have that, that vibe I'm just coming in talking for 30 40 minutes about a Soderbergh pot I'm sorry a Soderbergh movie and then that's it.
0: Oh, so. 30, 40 minutes. You know that I can't keep my mouth shut. So that,
1: <laughs> that would never happen. So maybe once the series ends and we can do like a like a spinoff or something, you know, maybe you can come in. But I I like the idea, and I I'm sorry for talking about the other podcast because I want so to talk much. about that fabulous film. Like I I want 28 episodes covering the 28 films. Just hit, just he and I, just the two of us. Then that's it, and then that's like the end of that run, and then we can do spinoffs. At the end, do whatever. But yeah, so far so good. I'm happy that that's going the way it's going. Uh, I just talked about Full Frontal on that on that on the uh, previous episode. Samantha and B. No, oh, because I don't know what that movie is. Uh, the Soderbergh film th- from 2002. It's amazing. How about that? R- real quick, I'll just say, hey, Matt, why don't you watch Full Frontal? Uh, you know, starring Blair Underwood and Julia Roberts and a whole bunch of other famous people. It's pretty amazing. So there you go. And you have no opinion because you have not seen it. So. I don't know what I've never even heard of it until now. Look it up. It deserves to be seen, please. And do not buy it on Blu-ray. Okay. Uh because the cuts on the Blu-ray, the HD cut on there is the longer like work print cut, not approved by Soderbergh. So okay. you, you have to see it like on DVD to see like the the uh proper version. The one it, that he wants. Yeah, it's complicated.
0: I mean, you can I'm looking it up now. Um David Hyde Pierce is in it so I'll probably like it. Yeah, you will. Now like and There's a character named Hitler. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You I think if you if you watch the Blu-ray version and if you watch the you know the work print cut I'm sure you'll you know it it's it'd probably still be as good but you know uh, to adhere to Soderbergh's uh, whatever. Strict watching
0: policies.
1: Yeah, it's not like he has strict watching policies anyway. I'm sure he does not give a crap whether you see the extended cut or the theatrical cut, so anyway.
0: You need to, he, he states on all of his films, you need to watch it in a sensory deprivation chamber <laughs> so it's
1: all you experience. From I listen, read that one. from, from uh, This is like episode 12 so far. Just from listening to him on his commentaries, from reading what he has to say about his movies and other movies... I don't know. Like he's not like David Lynch level. Like obsessed with how you watch the movie. As long as okay, you watch good. the movie. So I think that's how he feels. Like I get that sense from Soderbergh. Good. Because we could talk about Lynch and like how uh, he has no chapter stops. And you know, although so- although Soderbergh has that. Anyway, I don't want to get a Soderbergh tangent. I'm going to stop now.
0: You already did though.
1: <laughs> I'm going to cut all that out. Hey, Matt, good, good en- for that. enough about that. Enough about my other podcast, Soderbergh2828, currently on about- the Talk From Society podcast feed. Let's talk oh, about... Let's talk about those Taco Bell chicken chips. Oh, Jesus. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're happening,
0: and I will be shoving them into my stupid face. <laughs> they had, they, there's a date,
1: right, that they're coming out. What, what date is that? I don't know. I, I missed it, but I think it's like in like a, two weeks. I tweeted about it and used the uh, HeyCast podcast...
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I'm Hello. gonna die at an early age. I'll look at them um, real quick, but yeah, what do you know? What they are May 11th next week. They're May these 11th, super, they,
0: go. they look like Doritos, but they're made out of chicken.
1: But they're just chicken fingers. I mean, they're, they're just, just chicken chips, chicken nuggets. <laughs> they're chicken nuggets. Is what they are. Are they? That's what they are. They're just shaped like like a triangle. That's it. Yeah, I'm fine with this. Give me, <laughs> give me them all. <laughs> it's ridiculous nonsense. It's it's. I not, can't e- wait. It's not even <laughs> the craziest thing they've ever done. It's just one of the most.
0: No, they're the craziest thing is like the chalupa that doesn't have like anything. It's the the chicken chalupa that's made out of chicken. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's like the double down.
1: Oh, boy. Fuck uh, bread the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, okay, well, you you're going to get that Taco Bell monstrosity that uh chicken nacho thing. Uh report back uh full from beyond the grave. Full letter grade and everything. Uh Ew. And that's that. That's enough of that nonsense. Okay. Uh, that that that's what you need to know about us if this is the first time you're listening. Yeah, I Yeah, we're weird we're weird guys who like to eat garbage. At least I do. And, and I, sometimes we eat pancakes. Yeah. Well I well that was on off my conversation. Yes, I had leftover pancakes, which there's nothing wrong about that. It is uh ten twenty six PM at night where I am. It's eleven twenty six where you are, Matt, so I was like, I want pancakes, so I had pancakes. There's nothing yeah, right. weird about, You're that. Adult. You nothing weird about that. You can have whatever
2: you want. It's breakfast nothing. for
1: dinner is great. Yeah, I I, I went to a, a, a local cafe and had, you know, breakfast for dinner last night. So I whatever. As yes, well, you should. Yeah, that's not crazy. What's crazy is whatever crazy shit Taco Bell puts out and and has and. Yeah, they they <sighs> they they go against God's work. Anyway, and on that <laughs> and, and on that note. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about movies, okay? And the movies... Do we have to...
0: <laughs> we Okay,
1: fine. We already recorded an episode where we we did, like, nothing but... Or at least half the episode was us just bullshitting, so... Was that last week? No, that was... Uh, well, mo- that was kind of last week, but then, like, the... Yeah. Well, actually, it hasn't been released yet, the 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 episode where we, you know, got Well, drunk. actually, now it has been released.
0: No. Because Which one? Because we're... Last week's episode, because
1: I'm talking to the audience as if this episode, that episode already came out. No, but I'm referring to the one that we recorded like a month ago. Now that is like is in the pile of oh, we'll release it when you know we have an off. Oh uh, yeah, the drunken episode. That's that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, good times. If you want to hear us babble on for like you know an hours worth of nothing, then yeah, listen to that one whenever it comes out. But then yeah, last week's uh-huh. last, last week's episode was like pretty long, but we mostly talked about movies. But anyway, which is crazy because we didn't have a guest. <laughs> I expected it to be like an hour. Again, it's it's a thing about this is off my conversation. Our episodes are maybe too long. You know, they're they're averaging. We're working on it. They're averaging two hours. We're not doing we're, doing, we're not doing anything to help things now. It's <laughs> am <I'm, laughs> We're trying we're trying to go to the next segment, and it, we are just we're still being derailed. And I am not letting you.
0: <laughs> All right, go on next segment. <laughs>
1: I think you're doing it on purpose. Are you making these episodes long on purpose? Or am I? Uh, Next segment, please. Hey, Matt, what's going to be discussed on the show this week? Oh, you want to talk down to uh, Matt's Riddle Corner, where we give cryptic clues about what films we've been watching. Yes.
0: Well, we're going to start out by talking about a movie that I was avoiding, or I wasn't avoiding. I just missed it for a long time, and I finally saw it. How about that? And then we're going to talk about... um, We're going to go to a city where it always rains and bad things happen to uh, a group of people between the numbers 6 and (laughs) 8. Yeah, that makes sense. Then we're going to hang out with Robert Mitchum and his bitchin' hand tattoos. And then Joe Dante is going to hang out with some little fish. And then they're going to rip off Alien in the 80s with Klaus Kinski and it's going to be a giant piece of shit. And then two of the biggest movie stars of the day are going to go out into space and try to do something in a spaceship, I think. I don't know, and then uh, the working girl is going to get a real job in uh, in uh, off kilter cinema. I think yeah, that works. <clears throat> Bill Paxton is gonna Bill Pullman is gonna have a headache. Uh, we're gonna make a house out of these. I think I don't. I've never seen this movie. I don't know what it's about. Okay, and then uh, we're gonna play a horrible prank on the. Uh, S- the summer camp guy who takes care of everything, the groundskeeper. That's what it's oh, called. Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm bad this week. And then there's going to be a crazy twist ending. And then we're going to hang out with Reese Witherspoon. She's in that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> okay. Owen Wilson is going to time travel, and then we're going to rob a bank. It's going to oh, be really uh, hot out. I, I That is like...
1: 20 movies right so, there, again. That is the worst Matt's Riddle Corner ever. I apologize profusely. Uh, and we're not going back and re-recording it. Okay. Please don't. That segment is done. Now, you know, a change of pace from last week when we when we had no guest. It's, you know, why don't we have a guest this week, Matt? Uh okay. why, why don't we? Why don't we bring in the person who I feel sorry for, who has been waiting like 15 minutes for us yeah, to stop talking. we are so sorry. We apologize
0: profusely.
3: Uh, this week, it's okay, guys.
0: this week our guest is mj smith uh he's a really cool guy entertains me on the twitters all the time and seems to know a thing or two about the movies how you doing
3: yeah seems to i guess would be the proper choice of words there uh i'm doing well how are you guys doing Pretty darn
0: good. Yeah, we're doing good. Also,
3: I Matt, uh, yes. I t- do treat my body like it is a dumpster with googly eyes and a tongue, so I will also be partaking in the chicken, the chicken chips. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I can't wait. Uh,
1: I have no words. Uh, Join us, Marcelo. Not... Join us for the chicken chips. I, 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 I've said this on a previous episode. I feel bad every time I go to Taco Bell. I try not to go you there. Should. Uh, I should I should feel bad, um, and just about every single thing they release, it it makes me ill when I see it. So, <laughs> I mean, their standard menu is pretty solid, but like when they do these weird experiments,
0: it's like you know what that just sounds weird. I have to try it.
1: So yeah, I, I I'll, I'll say real quick. I'm okay with like just a crunchy taco or a what? That's, the, that's boring. I love and then like a rice bean cheese burrito. I'm okay with that. Like that, but when you have like a. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what's on the menu right now. Like uh, deep fried, uh, hard shell, cheesy grandito or something. Then I, I'm like, I don't. Uh, no thanks. I don't know. Anyway, it's not like I'm any better food wise. I I need to go on a strict diet. Uh, hey. Marcelo, we don't know how marketing works, so let's. Uh, <laughs> we're not marketing. We can't. We can't judge them for what they're doing. The, hey, but they're, they're expert. They're It'll ex- all be fine. That is a that is a sub-reference. And, <laughs> But hey, marketing works because hey, you know, uh, uh, it's almost weekly now we that we talk about. about it. We, we yeah, we know about this whatever it's called the the chicken nacho thing from Taco Bell we am not given, calling them that. I'm just calling them chicken chips. Screw there, screw whatever they call them. They're chicken <laughs> chips. We've given Taco Bell way
0: too much airtime on this show. It's ridiculous. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. Try a new cheesy gordita crunch today.
1: Tell your uh, your 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 cash attendant. Uh, tell them, Hey, Cast sent me here, and they'll give you a free nacho dip. So yeah.
0: Yeah. See, cash <sighs> attendant. What? <laughs> It's like they—they're not allowed to operate the register, but they—they they're, attend to the money.
1: Not, I talk about they're not called cash attendants. Come on! Oh
2: my god!
1: <laughs> we have fun here, folks. Uh, I'm sorry, MJ, for 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 you being on this show. Um, <laughs> But hey, you know what? To to make it, to, you know, to to make things up for for you, MJ, and and the people listening, Matt, why don't we uh, why don't we change things up and and get to know MJ more?
0: Yeah, let's head over to Get to Know Ya, where we get to know our guests to make sure they're a real human being and not some robot sent from the future. Hey, MJ. Yes, sir. Uh, what is the first movie you ever saw in a theater?
3: So the first movie. I'm told the first movie I ever saw in a theater is The Rescuers Down Under from 1990s. Yes. I have no memory of that. Oh, but that's what my parents tell me. Okay. Uh, the first memory I have of going to a theater is Jurassic Park in 1993.
0: Nice. Yeah, I feel like that's like uh, a lot of people say it's Jurassic Park is the first one they remember seeing. Mm because I mean how do you forget Jurassic Park
3: (laughs) oh yeah and I was I remember I was five at the time oh yeah uh, just being like super into it and not even realizing that it's a little bit scary maybe yeah you're just
0: totally into it you're like oh my god these are dinosaurs (laughs)
3: Yeah, well, and when people get eaten in the movie, I played with so many dinosaur toys and made them eat my, you know, superhero action figures where I was yeah, just like, course. yeah, that's what dinosaurs do. I don't know why everyone's freaking out.
0: Yeah, they eat people. It's it's what they do when they're in places with people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times my T-Rex action figure fought the Ghostbusters. Come on.
1: Me? Race dance always got eaten first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah, Jurassic Park's good. It is. <laughs> it's it, it's it's a great movie. Uh, I think. Yeah, I talked about it last week. I think. I think we talk about it almost every week. I think that's
0: well. It. Yeah, because
2: it's
1: because <laughs> it's Jurassic Park. Come on. Like each time we bring up Jurassic Park, we should find something new to talk about. Like uh, like a Wayne Knight. Like we never talk about Wayne Knight in the movie. Uh, Newman. Like he's he's I a great. Am totally unappreciated in my time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. You were you, you were way knighted earlier this week, I think, Matt. Or I was. Yeah. Oh, I,
3: should we call you Sir Matt then? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: uh, I, that I, was I, good. I, you can I, come I, back anytime. Let's <laughs> just end the show there. Um, but no, I, I forget what you did online, and then like I think it was on Slack on our talk it was on Slack, and Slack. someone someone
0: said something untoward about me or whatever, and then I posted the YouTube clip of.
1: Nedry saying, I am totally unappreciated by time. <laughs> and uh, I think you were I think you were fairly uh, uh there. so yes, I was definitely <laughs> <laughs> Uh Do you have another question, Matt? Uh, it's actually your turn. Okay, fine. <laughs> How about this? Um, Yankees? And I always think of a question on the spots. Uh okay. Since we're like I, I at least for me I had, I had like a 90s, you know, flashback sort of sort of week movie wise. all you watched? <laughs> Pretty much. Um MJ, what is your favorite movie or movies of the 90s?
3: Oh my gosh. Uh wow, that's such a hard question. Like so many of those movies are formative to my cinema loving brain. Uh I it's all the super basic dumb answers like Pulp Fiction and Tombstone and Toy Story. Hey, Tombstone's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're they're great movies, but I feel like they're the you know they're the go tos. Yeah,
1: I, I is there one you think is like underappreciated? Because um, I I'll, I'll talk about one later on, but yeah, they like I me trying to pick something from the nineties like as like my favorite uh, I'm trying not to be basic. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh... It's so hard not to yeah. be basic when you're talking about this. is my favorite movie from the '90s. Yep. Okay. How about this? What's the best year? It's '99, isn't it? Yes.
3: Yeah, '94 and '99. I have a yeah. Have
1: those a, are the those are the top years. Yeah. I have a soft spot for '97. I think because for me '97. That's like, when
3: Event Horizon
1: came out. So, yeah, come on. <laughs> so Obviously, that's my number one. But that, the year 97, for me, was like a formative year. Like when I got really into movies. I think that's the year I went to go see um, the Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition in theaters. Nice. And, yeah. And, uh, and also, by the end of that year, didn't, didn't Titanic come out that year too? 97. Like 97, yeah. But, um, uh, okay, I had this conversation uh, actually last night with somebody. Um didn't the insider come out in 97 or was it 99? 99. It was 99. I think right? it was 99. Okay, I was But yeah, like again, I guess it goes back to 99 being the best year cuz the like,
2: uh,
0: insiders in my top 5 for the 90s.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz okay, uh, real quick, what came out in 99? Uh The Insider Insider, Eyes Wide Shut, um Matrix.
3: Yeah, the Matrix. Matrix.
1: Uh um,
0: Jesus. Uh Fight Club. That's right, Fight Fight Club. Club. Uh, It's not a good Um,
1: movie, but Star Wars.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Phantom Menace, American Beauty. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah. Phantom Menace came out in '99.
3: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good movie,
0: but it was like a cultural milestone. So, yeah, yeah. That's what adds into '99.
3: So, to answer your question about one that I think might be a little overlooked, I really enjoy Falling Down. Okay. Uh, Ah, yes. I don't think enough people talk about
1: that movie definitely not like I I remember like a few years ago like maybe like 10 years ago like a lot of a lot of people talked about it and it's kind of like yeah kind of the talk about it has gone down for whatever reason uh, but yeah, it's one I haven't seen in a long time. Maybe it's because they, do they still play on TNT like every weekend? Or have they stopped doing that? <laughs> M- maybe. I don't
3: know. <laughs> no, I think they replaced that with the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: it's like that may be the reason the, why. A bit
1: trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, lost its like, cultural uh, significance maybe in the last few years. But yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I need to revisit it. I think it should be you talked should. about more. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, that's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> Joel Schumacher films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he really gives a shit, he can put out some good work.
1: Uh, I like phone booth. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Movie. I haven't seen that one. It's good, I think.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. from him, like I really like Falling Down. I really like A Time to Kill. Uh, Lost Boys, obviously. I mean, he's he does solid work. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, when he wants to.
1: Yeah, uh, Matt. Every, do another, every once in a while. Do you have another question, Matt? Oh, actually, no. Let me ask you. Okay, what's your favorite film of the '90s? My favorite is probably Casino. Okay,
0: and
2: well,
1: I mean
0: because that's you know that's the basic answer. At least for me. <laughs> no, that one's not the basic. Well,
1: the basic. No, wait, wait a second. Okay, I, I
0: mean thought- there's 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 the big three of the '90s for me. There's a uh, Casino, Fargo, and uh, Signs of the Lamps. Wasn't Goodfellas 90? That yeah. was
1: 1990, yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're... That's still in my top
1: 10 Your your a, a basic quote-unquote answer of casino isn't basic because people always go to uh, Goodfellas and not casino. We do. Yeah. you do. So I, I, think you're, I think your answer of casino fits into yes, it's your favorite. And also I think it's a maybe a little bit underappreciated, I think. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know. That movie's so vast in scope. Because yes, Goodfellas <laughs> yes. Goodfellas is incredible, one of the best ever. But then, you know, don't don't overlook casino. It's yes, it is three hours long, but it is like a it's it's pretty much a perfect movie. It is. Yes, it's three hours long. Yes, James Woods is playing himself. But <laughs> come on, just give it a shot, folks. And like ninety percent of the movie is like music montage. But hey But it's so well done. It is well done, so And plus
0: Uh, it has uh, Robert De Niro breaking some guy's hand with a hammer. It's it's beautiful (laughs) because he cheated at cards. That's like one of the best sequences that Scorsese's ever directed, that whole like catching
1: the guy cheating. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So that's the 90s, folks. Matt, do you have another question? I love the 90s. No, I don't.
0: (laughs) I mean, I don't have any questions. I do love the 90s.
1: Uh, so I think we've got to know MJ, right? I, I think we've we have. To know we him. got yeah. to know him. We've gotten I finally. Fi- I finally fixed that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> finally, sixty-eight episodes in. Oh, sixty-eight. N- uh, next week's episode is going to be great, right, Matt? Oh, no, I- it's
0: going to be nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, for the first time ever, I think. or well, maybe we've done. This be- I think we've done this before, but we're going to make this a regular thing. We're going to take a break. Okay. <gasps> Uh, i know it's it's shocking isn't it uh frankly it's because matt takes way too many breaks and it, it kind of ruins <laughs> i kind of need to really edit the show but hey we're gonna have breaks from now on let's take our first break that's right our first break uh and we'll be back after this brief not commercial uh not message but a little enjoy music some of that enjoy some of that smooth jazz <laughs> and we'll be back and we're back hey we're back uh, matt had a nice break um did I? you did you did i was actually talking to mj about podcasting uh congratulations to mj because you said you recently hit a hundred episodes on your podcast right yes oh uh, shit that's awesome a hundred episodes yeah, thanks. and 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 uh for those listening uh and i'm and you will know, we'll get to it in plugs as well but like what's the name of your podcast
3: Uh, It's the before and after show. Um, The kind of elevator pitch is that we do an episode before we see a movie and an episode after, hence the name of the show. But it's kind of a way to get our biases out on Front Street. Um, You know, that way no one can come and be like, you are just a fanboy of whatever, whatever. And it's like, well, no, go listen to the before episode and you'll know our actual feelings about whatever this piece is.
1: That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I will be subscribing. Awesome, Thanks. (laughs) And uh, he was talking about like how he got like uh, former guests on the 100th episode. And Matt, like I was, I just thought of this. Like right now, uh, right Grant- now the plan is to have James Woods on our 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> you just <laughs> that's that's the cat out of the bag. How dare you, Matt? I was going to be, I'll just be uh,
0: No, I'm just going to be dragging
1: him all episode because I feel like it. <laughs> I'll say this. So Anytime I can, I'll mention James Woods. How at, much of a sack of shit he is. We're at sixty-eight right now. We'll get to a hundred by the end of the year, right? Also, uh, a grand total on the Talk from Society podcast network with everything I've done, like in the last two and a half years, we're at one seventy-seven. Oh my so god! I'm gonna do something for two hundred for two hundred, you know, grand total episodes of the Talk okay, from Society cool. podcast network. So. Uh my 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 brain's already turning. It's gonna be something big. Yeah, episode
0: so. 100 should be something special for us. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give the uh the, I'm I'm gonna give you the authority, Matt, to come up with something spectacular for hey Cast 100. All right. Uh, How you- much
0: is it flight to Austin? <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't know. Um, make sure because that see- would be nuts if our, if our first episode if our 100th episode was when we finally meet. Hey, make it happen! I, I mean, how how long until the 100th episode? Uh, I, I can't do math right now, but uh, you know, look up yeah. that look up that flight. Maybe we can record it here in Austin. That would be great. We can. That'd be wild. Record a- it at the Draft House, where dreams are made. <laughs> have an have an audience of like two people. That would be great, right? <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be me, you, and Rocky would be standing off to the side of <laughs> <applauding> us. <laughs> Rocky would not be involved. He would just be like like watching. So,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. He'd be off to the side applauding us, like <laughs> you, the audience.
1: It's just a creepy image in my head. Just he's as he's as loud as fifteen people. So there's our audience. <laughs> uh, it's almost an insult, but it's not an insult. Love like, you, Rock. Is very very uh, boisterous. Okay, so he is so can't wait for episode one hundred of this show and episode two hundred. Or, yeah, of the grand total of Talk From Society Network. So, look forward to that. Let's move on to 68. All right, This is the best episode we've ever done right now is this episode. Okay? One of them. <laughs> so, let's get into what we're here to do. Movies. Talk right? about movies. Movies. Yeah, okay. Now more than ever. Uh, quick backstory.
2: <laughs>
1: Matt. <laughs> you strap in, folks. And Matt. Uh so this movie came out a few months ago now. February I think, right? Yeah, back in February. Uh written and directed by Jordan Peele. Um, yeah. And that guy everybody. Well, let me let me ask our guest real quick the Funny first. man. <laughs> um MJ, have you seen Get Out? Have. Okay, you have. Okay. I I would love to hear your opinion here in a bit, but first, Matt. Uh February came and went pretty much everybody I know uh, who I who I appreciate, who I <laughs> who I care about, they all went to go see Get Out. Everybody, who drag I, me a little more, please. Everybody who I respect went to go see Get Out. Maybe once, maybe t- <laughs> at least once, maybe twice. I've seen it three times. Um, and then you know, end of April, you know, came along, and uh, for the last maybe four or five episodes on this podcast, pretty much every single guest, me included. Have been asking Matt the question that I'm sure he, he he's happy that nobody has to ask him this anymore. I mean, Matt, why haven't you seen Get Out? Why haven't you seen Get Out yet, Matt? Why, <laughs> why why did you miss Get Out, Matt? You should see Get Out in theaters. What's wrong with you, Matt? What is wrong with you, Matt? So what is wrong with me? You've been hearing that for weeks, but now I mean, Matt, you can finally say you've seen the movie Get Out. Uh this past weekend, right? I lied, I didn't see it. Okay, this is, this is all <laughs> clever ruse. <routes. laughs> We're not doing episode 100, this is it, this show is God over. <laughs> I'm going to just terminate the iTunes feed, <laughs> and, like nothing happened.
0: Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, my local theater uh, got it back this weekend, and uh, so yeah, Carlo and I went to go see Get Out. Uh, there was an audience of maybe 10, 15 people. It wasn't very crowded, because I don't think people knew that the movie was back, Uh but oh my god, I had the time of my life watching this thing. Uh, it's equal parts terrifying and hilarious, and it's really suspenseful. But it has you know those moments of humor that I really appreciate. And yeah, Jordan Peele is the business. He's he's. I hate to rhyme, but Jordan Peele is the real deal. And. Yeah, I hope he sticks around for a long, long time because to come right out of the gate as a fully-fledged great horror film director, that's no small task, and he pulled it off quite well. Uh, This is amazing. It's currently tied for my favorite film of the year, and I could not be more happy that I got to see this in a theater, and I got to applaud at what some would say inappropriate times, and maybe... Let out a curse word at a very inappropriate time, but hey, <laughs> it was fun. I had a blast.
1: Thank you for watching Get Out, Matt. And you. Oh my s- God, I can't wait for the Blu-ray now. Uh, yeah. com- comes out like in three weeks now. Nope. Uh, it comes out two days after Twin Peaks. Oh, <laughs> that's a- that's gonna
0: be a fun week.
1: It's gonna be a fun week. Um, yes, uh, I told you on this on this podcast and several times on social media uh, that you should see it in a theater. Um, and I did. You did. I'm happy you did. I'm just saying, you know, thank you, Matt, for finally listening to me for once I will say, in your goddamn life. What, what is it, Matt? I listen, I listen to you often. Sure. Thank you. I mean, I just started Hannibal because you said so. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, I remember saying that a year ago, and you finally. Did yeah, it.
0: well, and I'm finally fucking doing it. What do you think of that? Goddamn uh, it. But I will say that uh, my audience uh, was a lot of whites. <laughs> um. But they all loved it, because Good. since it was a small crowd, I could actually overhear like conversations as if people were walking out of the theater, and basically the general consensus was, holy shit, that was awesome.
1: Well, awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm coming from this town? That's something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that that happened, Matt. You- I am so happy. I'm happy. I just say I'm happy. And, and people who have listened before, and I'll say it again. I love Get Out. It may be my number one of the year. No, actually, it's my number two after uh, And people were making Colossal. the joke
0: that, you know, it's going to be, like, a year before I see this thing. And then when I finally see it, it's going to be like, meh, it's okay.
1: Well, I, it wasn't really a joke. I said this. And I, I I'm, <laughs> there was a good chance you were going to you were gonna come out of it saying, uh it was okay. You, it's okay. It didn't okay. move up to the hype. Because you've said that before, haven't you? Like, you, you come out of something... <laughs> You know, incredibly... You, co- you come into it before seeing it, and, you, and it's been hyped to death, which I agree. Get Out has it's been, been hyped. hyped for months. But you know what? The hype is real, fam. It is. It is real. I <laughs> love the movie. It's my number two of the year. Co- Colossal is my, my number one. But I, oh, I've i nice. yeah. seen it three times, each time in a theater, and each time I was, like, on the edge of my seat, just in awe of it. Yeah, uh, I sense that I'm going to be cheating this year.
0: If if this stays at number one, if my tie stays, that might be cheating, but
1: I don't care. <laughs> so it's fine okay good so uh mj so this would be a great twist if mj comes in and says get out is terrible but uh, i don't know mj seems like a good guy what what did you think of uh what did you think of get out
3: seems like a good guy (laughs) yeah there's a lot of presumptions about me on this episode i seem to know a thing or two about movies i seem like a good guy (laughs) what kind of podcast is this uh
0: (laughs) It's the Assumption show. <laughs> what do you think it is? No,
3: I... <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be. Um, no, I really, I really really liked it. I think it, the movie Lives and Dies by Jordan Peele. Um, For as fantastic as the cast is and the performances are, uh, everyone is incredible in the movie. But I think what makes the movie work is Jordan Peele just knows how genres work. Uh he did it consistently on Key and Peel. You see him just break down genres to their like mo- molecular parts and play with them, and then he like built this playground for Keegan Michael Key to play in. And he just took that same that same set of principles he learned on Key and Peel and made an awesome horror movie out of it.
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. I I'm happy we're gonna see more from uh, Peel, because wasn't it just announced today that he got? Yeah, he got a uh, first look
3: deal. Yeah, right? which
1: it... uh,
0: not only gives them, you know, gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants next, but it also uh, makes his budget five times what it originally was. Which, mm-hmm. which is a which great... isn't which still isn't. It's not a ton of money. I mean, Get Out was made for five mil, but still, to have him with even more money running around doing whatever the hell he wants,
1: yes, please. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of a deceptive headline, like five times his budget. But yeah, it, uh, the budget of Get Out was pretty small, and like a $25 yeah. mi- five million dollar budget is relatively small in like you know Hollywood terms. But but still, in like this he, economy. in this yeah in this economy, please get out. Uh, but no, but no. <laughs> hey, I, that's the name <laughs> of the movie. I am excited for what he does next, and like you said, Matt, like he has Cart Blotch to do. Yeah, I think the next one he's going to do is his you no. Know, uh, social thriller, as like I yeah. think he calls it, uh, and then and for the next I think ten years he has like this, this ideas, these ideas. There's like s- the, the, a series of movies, not like uh, connected plot wise, but just uh, covering these social themes. Uh, and I'm I'm excited. I you know long live this this. I'm all on board. Jordan Peele reign <clears throat> over horror and thriller or whatever he, no. he does, whatever he decides to do next. So yeah, I'm excited. That's yeah, Get guy Out. Rules. Uh, and with that, we can, we can end the arc of Matt refusing to see Get Out. Uh, he has finally seen it, so everybody get off his back. Okay.
0: Yes, I will say that I applauded loudly when numerous characters uh, bit the dust. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then when a certain character, I don't want to spoil Get Out, but when a certain character got shot, I might have dropped a pretty uh pretty terrible word quite loudly <laughs> in the theater I'll, I'll tell you off mic all about it
1: <laughs> yeah we could have another uh, after the after the credits sequence mats on this episode well would i just say like one thing and then we sign off yeah exactly so uh i'm, I'm gonna write that down because i almost forgot to do it last time so yeah uh wait for that end credits sequence with with matt uh spoiling get out so there you go that's get out Villain, get out! Jesus, <laughs> now I'm the villain. Uh, speaking of villain, uh, it, it, it's a good thing you're not you're not revealed about three fourths of the way through this episode, Matt, because <laughs> then, then you'd be Kevin Spacey, and I'd be hosting the show alone. I, <laughs> I saw Seven in a theater two nights ago oh. mm. uh, at at uh, at where Matt. The Alamo Draft House, where dreams are made. Yes, <laughs> uh, they were playing it for April. They had like this theme going through the month of April of April uh, showers. April showers. Yeah, nice. Um, they had seven. They had singing in the rain. They had sorcerer. Mm. Uh, oh, awesome. I forget which other ones, but yeah, I I saw. I can't believe you missed sorcerer. I feel bad for missing sorcerer. Actually, I actually I, I did see it like maybe two years ago at the draft house. So. I would seen it but I would love to see it again. I still need to True. pick up I still need to pick up that Blu-ray. Yes, you do. It's gorgeous. It, I I I do love Sorcerer, but No. 7, it's I movie. I cannot pass up 7 because uh I I've made it my 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 mission in life. Uh people have to have goals and one of them for me is seeing every David Fincher movie in a theater. Uh in the last 2 years I've managed to cross off Alien 3 and Fight Club and now I can cross off 7. Nice. And, yeah, uh, one other thing about the Draft House showing this, um, and I, I didn't make this connection until the end of the movie, but uh, the, for those who have seen the movie, and I hope you have... Uh, did they give every audience member a box? <laughs> I kind of wish they did. I, w- I would not have been surprised if they did, because, you know, the Draft that House... That would have been fun. They do that. But at the end of the movie, the final sequence takes place on a Sunday at 7 p.m., and guess when they uh-huh. show this movie? Sunday, Sunday at seven PM. At seven PM. Yeah. That is awesome. That was kind of cool. So Yeah, that is nifty. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Oh man, p- programmers of the draft house, you're you're on the ball there. Uh, yeah, they know what they're doing. But yeah, they, they yeah. kinda know what they're doing. <laughs> but I love seven uh ooh, love is, is a weird word. Like it it's a super dark movie. I I, I I every time I've seen it, and especially now that I've seen it on the big screen, it is it 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 it, it affects you in a very dark Way when when did you first see it? That's what I want to know. I saw this on DVD when like the two disc special edition DVD came out. Uh,
0: okay, the one that looked like his notebook. Yeah,
1: I think it was around the time yeah. that uh, f- I forget. Like uh, early two thousands, like two thousand two, maybe.
0: I still have that uh, DVD, and I actually uh, use it to hold
1: the Blu-ray. Oh, that's smart. I'm, I may need to do that. Because that. that's a cool-looking case. Yeah, I still have the DVD. I'm not going to give that up. Um, no, never. Never. But yeah, I, it, it was great having that on DVD with that special edition. And then they also had the, like, the Fight Club DVD special edition.
2: Mm-hmm. So I
1: still have that. So, you know, uh, back then and even now, uh, maybe not to... He, he still needs to release like a, a Gone Girl special edition with like a bunch of bonus features mean, nice um, but he's he's always been on the ball with bonus features and special editions and yeah that's when i first saw 7 and okay. i w- and it was in high school and i was blown away and uh, oh jesus i <laughs> i was way younger where when did you see 7 i was in 5th grade why
0: oh my god i had i had just moved uh to uh i used to live like about an uh 45 minutes away and then you know I moved down here to Toms River and one of my friends from the old town where I used to live he came to visit one day so my mom took us out to you know rent some movies so it's weird we rented Seven and Copycat
1: okay does anyone remember Copycat <laughs> I remember Copycat I've never seen Copycat uh, yeah. Copycat was
0: like a Seven knockoff almost like so we rented both of these movies. We're in fifth grade. So I don't know how old that makes us, like 10, 11, something like that. But yeah, we spent the afternoon watching both of these and uh, yeah, they kind of messed us up, <laughs> I, 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 but uh, yeah. but we loved it. We, we thought this movie just looked really cool. I remember after the movie ended and we were like rewinding it because, you know, you have to be kind, you have to rewind. Uh, we just kept saying how cool that movie looked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a long time fan of Seven, (laughs) Uh, and it's also weird because if you go to like Target or something, you know how they sell like the Blu-ray triple pack. Yeah, Copycat is included with Seven now.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) It is weird. (laughs) It's weird because didn't uh, Copycat have like uh, Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver and Harry Connick
0: Jr. Yeah, Uh, and someone else. There was a, there was like a uh, another woman I forget who but hey it was Sigourney Weaver it was the girl from Aliens why wouldn't we bet <laughs> that movie
1: I I've never seen that movie Copycat but I've seen a lot of it like on cable and stuff I remember it being pretty good yeah okay. I mean it's no, it's no seven <laughs> <But> <laughs> Harry Connick Jr is a weirdo he's creepy yeah, I mean, but you know, going back to seven uh, yeah it's 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 not like uh, I wouldn't put it like number one Fincher for me it's 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 hard to rank Fincher anyway. But it's still up there. Oh, yeah. it, it 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 it's still packed a punch. I love seeing this. Uh, these movies. The the movies I love. I I love seeing them in theaters with the crowd, who I could you know. There are kind of funny moments in it. There are a few. There are not not many laughs, but there are like funny moments. The uh,
0: what what was that line? The convenient vibrating home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I laugh my ass off every time Morgan Freeman says that. And also, and, when uh, Arlie Ermy uh, picks up the phone and goes, "This ain't even my desk," and hangs up, <laughs> that's <yeah>. that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> so, this ain't even my. Desk. The the crowd I watched it with got a kick out of those moments, and that one moment oh, when, yeah, that one moment when uh, they're at the lawyer's office trying to you know solve this case, and Brad Pitt like bends over a desk and goes, "He's fucking us!" like right like right here, like this. He's fucking us like this. He's bending yeah. over. And that's like, <laughs> every like uh, like. Uh, assholy comment that Brad Pitts makes. Uh, he, it's, it's it's great. Yeah, he's pretty good in that movie. But it it's crazy, and I'll discuss uh, a movie later, which kind of is like, kind of is like a hit me in the same way when I revisited it. But yeah, the, like they're in hell, aren't they? These two characters. I like, think so. Yeah, you know, yeah they're some kind of purgatory. Like it, it, they're just going through all. They obviously, this. Are. I mean, come on. He's reading Paradise Lost. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. And I'll talk about... I'll, I'll say it now. Lost Highway kind of hit me the same way. Uh, like this, the, Like, seeing characters essentially just going through these turmoils, tortured, for two hours, it is draining <laughs> on your soul. But uh-huh. man, is it an incredible it's a good movie it's a good movie yeah so that's what i think it's, it's a it's a really depressing entertaining film <laughs> and man fincher knows how to do those he certainly does
3: yeah, he's pretty good at that uh mj uh have you seen yes. seven i've seen seven one time and uh, i liked it but it is hellish uh yes. um, and so it's just, it's such a brutal movie and like it's off-putting, but in a good way. Like that's the mm-hmm. point, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Fincher's good at months, that too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: what do you think of uh, Fincher in general?
3: Uh, I'm the I'm I'm not his biggest fan. Uh, I'm. He's he's okay. I see every Fincher movie, but mm. uh, it's v- very few and far between that one really connects with me. I love Zodiac. That's my favorite one. It's quite good. Uh, but, yeah, like, Gone Girl didn't really do it for me. Um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo didn't super do it for me. Uh, I was one of the people who didn't love Social Network. You're the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. He's not for everybody. I mean, he's just my favorite filmmaker working today. But I, 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 it's fine. I mean, MJ, you seem like a good guy. <laughs> seems <laughs> I'm kidding obviously but uh, well, yeah uh, um, I mean at least you love Zodiac I mean that that I think to me uh, I forget where uh, yeah like whatever day it is uh, my, my number one Fincher changes like it, it, one day it could okay. be Zodiac one day it could be well, I love Social Network like to death so but That's Zodiac is phenomenal um, after seeing 7 I kind of wanted just to go back and watch Zodiac um, Cause it's like kind of like his alpha and omega seven and Zodiac, yeah. um, but then you know he did uh, Girl Dragon Tattoo, and he's also doing that Mindhunter Hunter uh, series on Netflix. So yeah, he likes uh, serial killers and uh, detectives hunting down serial killers. So um, stick with what you know. <laughs> that's his thing. But yeah. But uh, speaking of killers,
3: yeah, man.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, you you watched a movie that I really
0: love,
3: MJ. Yeah, so this was a, a first-time viewing for me. I watched oh, Night wow. of the Hunter. Yeah. Uh, it's a 1955 film directed by Charles Lawton, the actor. Uh, I believe it's the only film he ever directed. Am it, I right it, 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 it was.
0: What happened was this movie came out, got savaged, and he kind of just lost all confidence in himself and never directed again.
3: <laughs> okay, that
0: makes sense. I it's was really sad.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about uh, the reception at the time to this movie.
0: Yeah, it got destroyed. Time. Yeah, so it got destroyed. Uh, it was a flop. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. So for the audience at home, uh, Night of the Hunter is about a traveling uh, preacher. Uh, super quotes on on that word, um, <laughs> who dupes widows into marrying him and then murders them and steals their money. And My guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh, that's probably all you need to know to go see it. Um, which, would Mitchum, be a te- which would be, a, I was going to say, which would be a
0: terrible thing, but it's Robert Mitchum, come on.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it is... it, it, it The way, Marcelo, you described reacting to Seven is how I reacted to watching Night of the Hunter yesterday. Like I just felt gross the mm-hmm. whole time I was watching this movie. Um, as a matter of fact, I was... I had to take breaks and, like, text my wife, like, this movie is actually making my skin crawl. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the most terrifying movies I think I've ever seen. uh, And it's incredible. Like, it's an incredible movie. Go see it if you haven't seen it. Track it down. Um, There's a criterion of it. uh, Gorgeous transfer. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, man, Robert Mitchum's so freaking good (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) Right? Um he he has this he so he has this tell when he's about to come and impose himself on a scene where he sings the hymn uh, leaning on the everlasting arms mm-hmm. and it is s- terrifying every time he does it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this thing. I mean, it's absolutely terrifying, but I also find it to be kind of heartwarming at times. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, uh, it
3: resolves in a really it's, heartwarming way.
0: Yeah, but I just I yeah I love this thing. It uh, it blew me away when I first saw it. I've seen it a few times since. It was one of my uh, blind buys from the Criterion sale a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's terrific. And it really is a shame that Charles Lawton never directed again
3: because dude knew he knew what he was doing. <laughs> oh my gosh, the visual storytelling that he sets up in this movie, like especially with his hand tattoos yeah um you know he's got love on his right hand and hate on his left hand and he has this whole monologue about the left hand and the right hand and it's like this brilliant Chekhov's gun Mm -hmm. um of how he uses his different hands for different things or or the way he interprets how he uses his switchblade in in either hand um man it's so it's such a well put together movie yeah,
0: and it's gorgeous too. I mean, mm-hmm. Lawton knew how to utilize uh, the black and white cinematography of oh, the day to really so get at you. Crisp.
3: Yeah, it, it's just like super crisp looking, um, especially on the Criterion. Yeah, um, like everything pops off the screen, but the the shadows are huge and dark and scary, and the brights are are you know a little muted in the scenes where they should be in uh, really bright when they are. Uh, Things are on the on the up and up for for the characters, which is not often. (laughs) Oh, very very not often.
1: (laughs) I love this movie. I'm currently looking at the poster of it. It's above my desk. Lucky, Uh, it's been hanging up there for years now. But yeah, um, definitely up there with my favorites of all time. Uh, And this is one I saw. Not to rub it in, but yeah, I saw at the Draft House. Like maybe, oh, uh, oh
2: man, you know, I would love to see
1: this in the theater. Uh, 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 and my love of it has grown more and more each time I see it. Yet, yeah, like that ending, I at first when I first saw it, I thought, "Man, this is bizarre." But then, like when I look back, <laughs> when, when I look, this is weird. This is weird. But then when I look back at the movie, I'm like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a super dark uh, kids movie, a super dark kids tale."
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, but these kids just. Um, they, you know, it's they're they're looking at darkness. They're they're looking at this this evil man, and then they meet, you know, pure goodness like that. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, the, the, oh, Mrs. Cooper. Yeah, Mrs. Cooper. Uh, and yeah, it, it's just the f- and like and like you were saying, MJ, like it's it's, it's that Tchaikovsky and like uh, that uh, that speech uh, Mitchum gives about love and hate. It's that fight in the end that just you know, solidifies the movie is like, Oh, I understand this. It 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 is about love conquering uh hate and yeah, I,
3: Well and it and it's also about how religion can be used as a tool for good or for for ill. Oh yeah it's true um you know they they go into this house with Mrs. Cooper and she is a Bible loving woman and the last Bible loving person they knew tried to murder them actually and yeah. so it's kinda watching them be like, well She's doing the same she's quoting the same passages that he was quoting but she's interpreting them much differently it's like this really mature depiction of of like deprogramming almost from yeah. for abused children yeah uh and again
1: that criterion is astounding I I recommend anybody listening cuz I think we've said this before Matt like episodes like almost a year ago now, or something. Oh yeah. Uh, pick up the Blu-ray. It's it's like my uh, for anybody who wants to get into Criterion's. Uh, I think it's my number There's one. Is your gateway? Yeah, it's my number one go to. Like oh, it's it's definitely one of those that not enough people have seen. Uh, yeah. That the transfer of it is amazing on that Blu-ray. The special features on it, uh, incredible. That whole that like two is this it's like two and a half hours of behind the scenes. Uh, footage of uh, yeah. of of Lawton directing uh, the movie, like that's I mean, <laughs> that's that uh, that's worth it just buying it on its own. But having it in- yeah. be included on that Criterion you know package, yeah, uh, buy it. Uh, there's a Criterion Barnes and Noble so coming up in July, so yeah. put that on your list.
3: Uh, that and uh, I just watched Blowout two weeks ago oh, yeah, for the okay, first yeah. time, and uh, both of those are at the top of my list for the the July sale. There you go. Blowout is like, yeah, like maybe my
0: favorite De Palma.
1: Maybe, maybe after Night of the Hunter, I'd say yeah, Blowout also. Uh, yeah, oh, again, Matt, it's going to be the best time of the year again. It, uh, it's, crit- a good, it's a good scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good scream. I, I can't wait to uh, to uh, make another list of Criterion's you need to you need to purchase. Because uh, for me, like I I'm right, I, I rewatched Traffic on Criterion Blu-ray, and that is a an amazing release. So, yeah, uh, good times. I mean, speaking of good,
2: <laughs> uh, oh my God, Piranha! You, you
1: ain't you ain't just whistling Dixie.
0: This is a good movie. Um, this is a movie that I'd wanted to see forever, and uh, someone traded it in at work the other day, so I brought home the DVD, and I basically popped it in immediately. I have seen the remake, and I have seen the sequel to the remake, and I have seen the James Cameron sequel to this one, Piranha 2 The Spawning. Mm. Well, I've never seen Joe Dante's 1978 original, and oh boy, this is one of my favorite Jaws uh, ripoffs offs uh, because it's so tongue-in-cheek, but also still, like, it has scares in it that, like, hold up, because... Children I mean, I might not like children, but to see them being devoured by piranha is pretty <laughs> is pretty terrifying. Um I love the effects work in this. Uh, it was actually, the effects work in this are done by uh, Phil Tippett, who would go on to, you know, he did Jurassic Park, and Rob Bottin, a little uh, 18-year-old Rob Bottin, who had, uh, who did a lot of the gore effects in this movie, he would go on a few, like, four years later to, work, uh, to do all the work on John Carpenter's The Thing. So this was, like, his first real gig uh, in Hollywood, thanks to Joe Dante and Roger Corman, who produced it, and... I love this thing. Uh, the cast is great. Uh, it has Dick Miller, of course, you know, it's a Joe Dante movie. It wouldn't be a Joe Dante movie without Dick Miller. Uh, it has Kevin McCarthy from the original, uh, invasion of the body snatchers. And, uh, it has someone who's who I've who I've talked about numerous times on this show as a director, uh, not much as an actor, but Paul Bartel uh, shows up as the evil camp counselor who doesn't care that there's been warnings of evil piranha. He wants those kids to finish their swimming lessons, damn it! So you get in that lake and you keep swimming. Uh, yeah, I had I had a lot of, lot of fun with this thing. Um, if anyone has a chance to see it, please do. Uh it's I say this about every Joe Dante movie, but it's one of Joe Dante's best. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love this thing.
1: This is one I have not seen. Oh my god, it's so much fun. I have seen the uh the uh remake uh three D. Yeah. That was something. And then the,
0: And then there was Piranha Uprising or what was it called? Piranha three Double D. Yeah, Piranha
3: three Double D. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh MJ, are you yeah. familiar with any of the Piranhas?
3: Uh, Just a name. Like, I know James Cameron did the sequel. Uh, Oh, uh, it's not very good. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) Um, It's stupid fun, but it's
0: not a good movie.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen any of them,
0: though. Uh, uh, This is available on Scream Factory. Uh, Try to check it out.
1: There you go. Um, Yeah, I I can't wait for more Scream slash uh, Shot Factory fifth anniversary surprises, because we've had a few recently. Um, like Wasn't it today that they released um, news of their uh, Fargo uh, steelbook release? It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that cover. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to more uh, surprises from them. Because, uh, hey, they they do good work over there at Shout and Scream Factory. They do. Yeah, they, they do, do they, pretty they, good yeah, work. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, speaking of good work, um, I mean,
2: <laughs> whoever made this yeah, okay. movie <laughs> uh,
0: should be rightfully embarrassed.
1: Because uh, because Alien I, this movie I mean yeah. uh, you're, you're, I think you're doing uh, kind of prep work right with this movie and maybe yeah. uh, I think you were talking about like Extro you might see that uh, yes soon. I'm going to watch Extro yep. Uh, uh, yeah. well I watched Creature from
0: 1985 directed by William Malone uh, listeners might know him as the director from of uh, Fear dot com <laughs> and the House on Haunted Hill remake which I actually like. Um, But yeah, he did this little alien knockoff in 1985 uh, and it is pure shit. Just pure shit. Uh, It's like, it's like he really wanted to remake alien except he had about, Oh, I don't know. uh, 2% of the budget and maybe 1% of the talent (laughs) Uh, that went into that. Okay. uh, This movie is a train wreck from beginning to end. It looks like it was filmed on sets that they like, they snuck onto the set for alien, and like basically just shot their own little like parody of alien, but it's not a parody because this movie takes itself way too seriously. Uh, for some reason, Klaus Kinski shows up for about 20 minutes before he turns into a zombie because fun fact, they didn't have the budget to show the alien all that much. So the alien turned people into mind controlled zombies. Okay. To do it, to do it's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, here's this this will describe the entire movie Klaus Kinsley gives a monologue about how we need to get off the ship and he clearly is like during the the, the cutaways is eating a sandwich
2: because
0: <laughs> you, you keep seeing his you keep seeing his hand go down out of frame but then he has a giant glob of mayonnaise on his face what
2: the and heck? you're like
0: you're like you're like Klaus Kinsley <laughs> s- step away from craft services for like two seconds and just give your speech okay it's really it's really not good. The alien looks okay, and I can see why the guys who did the creature work, creature work on creature, uh, were actually hired by Stan Winston for Aliens the next year. Uh, I guess he saw something in their work, and they put it to good use in Aliens. And yeah, this movie's a disaster. Uh, the main, they try to make their own Ripley character, but it's really just a damsel in distress and then Simone from Pee-wee's Big Adventure shows up out of nowhere and just wins wins the day. Okay. It's it's yeah. Uh it's on YouTube. That's where I watched it cuz lord knows I ain't paying for this thing. Uh yeah, Creature
1: 1985. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm
3: going to guess I'm going to guess
1: MJ have not seen creature. Uh,
0: I had not
3: even heard of it till right now. <laughs> well, I'll shoot
1: you the YouTube link if you want to kill an hour of your life. <laughs> I'm good. I I'm good. thank you. Well, let me ask MJ this. Uh alien. I mean, uh Matt has done prep work for the new alien that's coming out and like yeah, well you know i might as well watch all the shit before i watch you know the good ones when's it coming out like in three weeks or something then uh, may 19th yeah a- yeah, may 19th alien covenant weekend of twin peaks there's a lot going on that's gonna on be that a week, crazy weekend. week <laughs> yeah um uh, but mj let me, let me ask you this uh what what, what is your favorite alien movie uh, uh alien uh, as an alien franchise.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, it's Alien, the first one. Yeah. Because Yay. I knew you were a good guy. <laughs> oh, I've been upgraded. <laughs>
1: By Matt. Uh, no, I'm kidding.
3: Oh!
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that.
1: No, but like, I, it's always curious to see, because, like, yes, I'm an Alien guy. Alien 1, you know, 1979 Alien. But, you know, there are people out there who... You know, prefer Aliens, which is fine. I respect those people. I don't... And hey, that's a good movie. I don't call them names like some people would do online. Um, well, that's because you're not rude. You know, but then there are other people who would say that Alien 3 is the best one. And I'm like, well, I I, I like Alien 3, but it's definitely not the best one. It's not, no. No, no. It, it, that's just crazy talk. That's crazy talk. And then there are people who say Alien Resurrection those uh,
3: people don't exist no, <laughs> there aren't.
1: You got me guys. I was just kidding. No. Is
3: that person Joss Whedon? <laughs> He's a big fan. Even
1: he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm an I'm an Alien One guy, that's for sure. But I, I recommend people I've said this many times. Please see please give Alien three a shot if you haven't. Uh see the, the see the Emily Cut. I've seen at least two people on Twitter who I follow... Uh, they have either seen it for the first time or revisited it. Well, actually, maybe three. I think three people. A lot of people recently have been seeing Alien Three, and they've been appreciating it. And yeah, it uh, makes me happy. It. it, it I mean, I'm, uh, the world is all the better for it because it is not a huge mess like people think. So.
2: Yeah,
3: I actually I've only seen the theatrical cut and I honestly don't remember enough about it to give an honest assessment of it, but I've never seen the assembly cut and I've heard that's really solid. Yeah, I or recommend that for street. sure. <laughs>
1: it, it's def, it's a much it, it is a huge improvement over the theatrical cut. And it, and I I can even I can take the theatrical cut. I uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I saw Alien 3 in theaters last year thanks to the Draft House and it was the theatrical cut. And I oh, I don't know, yes. I, I, I I said this uh, when I saw it, you know, um, and this wasn't my first time seeing the theatrical cut, but I'll just say, it, if I were in that spot, like in, well, when did that come out? Like, 92, 93? 93. Mm-hmm. When, you know, seeing it <laughs> as, like, the second sequel to Alien, uh, as a summer movie, you know, blockbuster. Oof. Oh, man, I would have just come out of theater and go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did I just see? It's I, I love how much we were talking about Seven, like how Dark Fincher managed to make it and uh, the themes that run through of like <laughs> death and religion and all surrounding like this mega blockbuster franchise. Yeah, yeah. Alien three is the business, as Matt would say. Is the business. It's
0: the, it's the business. And the
1: video game was pretty good too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still have it. Speaking I still of still have the Sega
1: Genesis game. Speaking of space. Uh yeah. certain people in space. Uh yeah, passengers. Uh
3: Um, It was my second time seeing Passengers, actually. Um, Okay. So the reason I watched it the second time was actually a refresher for another podcast I'm guesting on uh, later on this month. Um, And so I I saw it in theaters and barely remembered it. I guess that'll be a hint as to what I think Uh about this movie. Um, But uh, I wanted to be fresh headed into the podcast. And I sat down and watched it with my wife. And didn't really change my opinion uh, too much on it it's uh it's whatever it's so it's, it's like
0: i would say it's a movie
3: yeah like it's it's a thing that happens in front of you for a couple hours um, oh god the the pacing is real bad um, and just like the it's really disjointed it's kind of very separated into its three acts they're very 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 clean act breaks mm-hmm. um, in the movie. And not not clean in a good way, just like, that was the first act. This is the second act. Like, it's almost assembled by machine. Oh, okay. um, and... Oof. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not on the Chris Pratt or Jennifer Lawrence train, really, uh, as it is. Um, and so those two in a movie be- to begin with i was like eh i don't know about this although i will oh, say you don't like chris pratt you don't like the working man Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're two <laughs> people that those are, both of them are two people that and i know this is a stupid thing to have but I look at them and I'm just like, I didn't get a say in them being famous. And I know I don't get a <laughs> say in anyone being famous. But for some reason, it upsets me with those two. I feel like Jeremy Renner was that guy for a lot of people for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, I Chris Pratt is actually incredible in the first half hour of this movie. And it's a, the first half hour is solid. Um, it's the best part of the whole movie. And then it just kind of unravels from there. And I I will, I will towards... rent
0: the first act <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, if they would have done either a castaway in space and it's just him for two hours, that would have been good or uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the video where the guy uh reassembled it to be from her perspective. oh, interesting, huh yeah, it was uh, are you guys familiar with the youtuber nerd writer?
0: Nope, no, but you gotta send me the link for this. I gotta see I gotta check this out.
3: Yeah, I'll drop it. He didn't reassemble the whole movie. It's kind of a, it's more of a uh, video essay. But he okay. assembles certain bits of the movie uh, to look to where it starts from her perspective, basically, and that cool. made it a lot more interesting. Huh. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah guys- I got to check
0: that out. That sounds more interesting than the actual movie. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah, it is sure.
0: Did uh, you guys
3: see it or not?
1: No. 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 No.
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we. It's, it's-
1: We've talked to so many people about it, uh, uh, just hearing... I, I don't think I've heard a a solidly positive thing about it. Um, but you know what?
0: You know that there's one person out there who's like, this is his favorite movie. Oh, I, I know. I, and I, don't you feel bad for that person? I do. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's the same person who said uh, Alien Resurrection is the best Alien movie, so... Right, That and guy. That guy's the, the worst. <laughs> that guy's the worst. Oh, this guy. I think we may have had this guy in the show once, Matt, and we never released the episode, so.
2: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Anyway, I'm kidding, of course. Um, that was a demented comment I just made. That was great. <laughs> but uh, you saw a movie I've always wanted to see, Matt. Uh, it, it, it's a John Waters feature, isn't it? Yes,
0: I came to the realization that I need more John Waters in my life and yeah, I as we all do. I, but... And I recently got the uh Showtime app uh for my Xbox Ooh. and guess what? His 2000 film Cecil B. Demented is on there. Uh-huh. Uh I know you just got uh Showtime Marcelo, yes. so you should probably watch this. It's a quick 87 minutes. It is so fast-paced. Uh you can you I might actually you might have to watch it twice because things go right past you and you don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, this movie is wonderful. It is so fucking bonkers that I can't help but love it. It is right up my alley. Uh, Melanie Griffith plays a Hollywood movie star who comes to Baltimore for one reason or another and gets kidnapped by Stephen Dorff. Remember him? <laughs> uh it gets kidnapped by Steven Dorf and his gang of misfits who basically uh, hold her hostage to star in their underground movie that they're making, which is basically them going into places and, you know, threatening people and they film it and then they released this movie uh, it's great, it's got a uh, really good uh, young Maggie Gyllenhaal in it, and she's lots of fun it has a super gay Michael Shannon in it, and he's lots <laughs> of fun, he's like 24 when he made this movie, and all he wants to know about is Mel Gibson's dick and balls and it's it's one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen uh, John Waters is great, and I want him to do more it's been a long time since his last movie and I miss him, but uh <laughs> Yeah, Cecil B. Demented. Terrific. Uh, 13 out of 10. Definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So, uh,
3: have you seen this movie, MJ? No, I've only seen Crybaby in my John Waters canon. Okay. Yeah, I haven't
1: seen too much John Waters
3: uh, in my life. I need
1: to see more John Waters. What have What have you seen? That is a good question, and I don't think I, can't... I know.
0: I know one of my favorite John Waters is getting a Scream Factory release in a week or two. Which is Serial Mom? Uh, mm-hmm. It's happening!
1: I'm so excited. I have a feeling I saw a lot of John Waters like on cable when I was smaller. Like his yeah. uh, hairspray. Hairspray is, is is one I think yeah. I've seen. Uh, I have to look at his filmography because I do not. Because
0: I know during the next Criterion sale, I will be picking up multiple Maniacs.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay.
0: Because yeah. guess what? John Waters is finally in the Criterion Collection. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, as as he should be. Uh, yeah. so I, I need to see more, honestly. I've only seen uh I've seen Serial Mom, Cecil B. Demented, Hairspray, Crybaby, and Pink Flamingos. So those are the ones
1: I've seen. Now now that I look at his filmography, in I don't think I've seen one all the way through in like the last ten years. So Oh
0: wow, okay.
1: So I need to see more John Waters. Um this is something I am going to do. I think we all do. Like, or maybe over the summer, I'm gonna just go to my local video store and just rent, uh, you know, the shit out of John Waters. So do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Ah, um, oh, so good. But for right now, now the hey, best. I just added Cecil B. Demented to my Showtime uh, watch list. Yay! And I was I'm so excited for you to see it. I was actually scanning through uh, what they have on Showtime, and hey, Matt, they have Chappie. So yes, I know. <laughs> What's up, fuck mother? <laughs> I can't wait to revisit the Charlton Copley classic Chappie. I'm so afraid to see Chappie. Uh, real quick, yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, you haven't seen it, MJ. But um, I know no. that, like, I know Hugh Jackman has awesome shorts. <laughs> We we, it, we talked about it last it. week, right? We we, we I, th- I think we talked about the greatness of Chateau Copley. And yeah, I uh, think
0: every week I, every week we talk about
1: Chappie. I always say, "What's up, fuck mother?" Because that's a <laughs> quote. It's not a good movie, but there are good things <laughs> in it. There are good things in it, and I like Chateau Copley's performance as the titular Chappie. So yeah, I didn't know he was Chappie until like last week. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, Chappie's on Showtime and also on Showtime. Lost Highway. Hey, you watched that. Yes. Uh, I have been meaning to write something on it. For some uh, reason, it's been very hard for me to write about Lost Highway. Uh, I guess for good reason, because it is a... It's a, Where do you begin in Lost Highway? I don't know. It's a good headache, movie. Uh, you talked about it fairly recently on this podcast, uh, I think, Matt. Two weeks ago. Oh, maybe two yes. weeks ago. I think that episode is out. Or, or, it is? It, or, yeah, it is, because... We had a lapse there. With Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Good. But no, I saw it. Um, I think I said during that episode that it's my favorite, David Lynch, and after seeing it again, I still think it is. I I, mm-hmm. I I still maintain that Twin Peaks is my favorite David Lynch creation. Uh, but you know, movie wise, I have to go with Lost Highway. It is. I think it is it is his most uh, most mean movie. It is the meanest movie. Lost Highway it is so I can see that. so dark. I mean, I would go with Blue Velvet as being his meanest, but uh, yeah, okay. But even with that, like in moments, there are moments in Blue Velvets and like Mulholland Drive. Uh, even Elephant Man, oh, there's hope. There's hope. Yes, there's love. There's that 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 you know the brightness. You know, of course, Mulholland Drive ends the way it ends, and it's pretty dark. But still, mm-hmm. like, there's that love story in there that's it's very touching. But then when you go to Lost Highway, it's nothing but it's nothing but it's it's sleek, dark. Again, Everything is terrible. Like in like in like uh, my my watch of uh, Seven uh, recently. I saw like Lost Highway and Seven like within three days of each other, so we saw some depressing shit this week. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> like Seven, Lost Highway. I think, and this is me theorizing. I think it mostly takes place in like a purgatory hell sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> Where our main character, played by Bill Pullman, uh, and this this is like this is the setup of the movie. Um, he's a he's a jazz saxophone musician. Uh, he suspects his wife is cheating on him and then he gets, he meets up with uh, uh you know pale face guy what's his name um Robert, Robert Blake. Blake Robert Blake and you know, the real, the real life murderer <laughs> <laughs> and this this whatever he is this this demon i i i'm going to guess it's it, it's like a um it's, it's a, Bob yeah yeah exactly it's it, another bob it's it, it's somebody it's a, a a thing from the black lodge yeah, the, that's what I think all of his movies are. Yeah, like, it, it all resonates from the Black Lodge, like this darkness. And there are some nice hints of that in Lost Highway. Like, there's a red curtain. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's a moment in which Bill Pullman kind of goes into this darkness and comes out... Uh, as a teenager? <laughs> as something else. But yeah, man, is it insane. And I, I've, been, I, I've been watching it again, actually, uh, just tonight. I've been re-watching it. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, again saying my, it, it's my favorite. David Lynch is, is is kind of a weird thing to say when it's just so dark, but yeah. it, it it's one I gravitate towards. Is one I get a lot out of, and yeah, um, it being an OJ Simpson movie <laughs> uh, uh-huh. coming at it that way, it's it's very uh, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I've yeah. been doing, I've been doing some research on it, and somebody asked them like maybe fifteen years ago. Uh, he's like uh this interviewer. He's like, hey, you know, David. You know, it, there's a lot of connections to like OJ. Was that like um was that like on purpose? And then she goes, well, it, it's OJ. Uh, like that's what everybody was thinking about. Like you, you couldn't escape yeah. OJ. So no, you couldn't. A lot of it, you know, a lot of that, like uh made it into the popular culture and into films and and stories that that people told and it's no surprise that a movie like this like Lost Highway is very much influenced by the trial of O.J. Simpson and even like the Bronco chase like there's a moment in there where it's like oh it's obvious that you know that's what Lynch is playing with so yeah that's Lost Highway Uh, man do I think it's I I put it at the top of my Lynch list. Uh, I I still need to see Straight Story and Dune for the first time. So Dune will not be your favorite.
0: <laughs> There's a chance that the Straight Story might be possibly because it, 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 it's a really beautiful movie and it's him working not in his regular wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, that that's what I've heard so I'm I'm excited to see it. Uh, Showtime, it's that rare. It's that rare sweet Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> Showtime is, uh, Showtime does have Straight Story. Uh, streaming. Oh, and I'll say one one quick thing. Um, I mean, everybody's going to have Showtime by the time Twin Peaks comes out. So, uh, and Better. I'm sh- and I'm sure Lost Highway will be on Showtime still when Twin Peaks premieres. But yeah, see Lost Highway if you haven't. Uh, the the uh, HD transfer on on Showtime it's actually pretty good. I've been comparing it to the European Blu-ray transfer. There are color changes, but I think the Showtime transfer is superior. Um, Uh, My wild guess is that Lynch, you know, uh, uh, did like a remaster of it for Showtime or or for like the HD release that's out there, like on iTunes uh, as well. But yeah, uh, it looks good, is what I'm saying on Showtime. So I know, Matt, you have the European Blu ray. Yes, but I'll have to check out this other one too. Yeah, check out the transfer they have on Showtime. Uh, And hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, a Blu ray proper comes out uh, in the U.S. of Lost Highway. Maybe this year, who at, knows? At this point, Criterion or otherwise, just give me a Blu-ray, please, you know,
3: please. Uh, yeah. MJ, let me ask you, are you a fan of David Lynch? You know, I was looking at his filmography and apparently David Lynch's filmography is a huge blind spot in my education because wow. I've only seen Elephant Man. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's. I really liked it. <laughs> um... It's. I think part of it is his movies seem a little intimidating to me um, because I feel like people who are fans of his are die hard fans of his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it can seem a little overwhelming of like, I don't know, what if I don't like this? Or, you know, I feel like there's maybe a culture around his movies that I haven't been a part of for a long time and it's kind of hard to break into. Um, so I guess the question I want to shoot back at you guys is where should I start? Twin Peaks. Okay. <laughs> 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 That's Matt's, what I would
1: say. Matt says Twin Peaks. I'd or say Holland Drive. He'd say that too. I'd say Blue Velvets, the movie. I okay. think you should start with it. Blue Velvets, because um, Twin Peaks. There's a lot to get through in Twin Peaks. Obviously, it's like. I think yeah. it's
0: also a TV show, and it's not yeah. as it has has uh, it's not as heavy Lynch as his films. Yeah,
1: mm. but I, I said this before, or just a few minutes ago. Yeah, I, I think Twin Peaks is his. Like uh, the work he does in Twin Peaks is my favorite for sure of his of Lynch. Like what he puts into uh, like the the characters, the imagery, everything. It's my favorite he, work he's done. But to start off, I'd say Blue Velvet because it does do like the sort of peek into uh, you know picket fences, American culture, mm. you know mm-hmm. uh, American apple pie. Uh, it does that. You know, perfectly with you know the traditional, the Hallmark Lynch darkness uh, implanted in there too. So, yeah, I think Blue Velvet for me is like a good entry point, and then you know Full Boy, then Mohan Drive, and then <laughs> you've seen that, you've seen Elephant Man, and then and then you know maybe take a break, and then see Head <laughs> and <laughs> and then you know Lost Highway. And then at the end, see Inland Empire. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, because Inland Empire, I, I like it. It's I mean, Matt, you like it, but man, it is... I love it, but it's a trip. You do not want to start there. No way, no way. <laughs> okay, that's good to no know, way. actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then fit in Twin Peaks, like, in the middle, and then, of course, Firewalk With Me after Twin Peaks, the series. Right. So, right.
3: Um, is uh, Wild at Heart, is that the one that's kind of his Wizard of Oz? Oh, yes. yeah, Wild at Heart, of course. Yeah, like, that one you could see, like
1: kind of towards the beginning if you want to do like a Lynch retrospective because yeah it's uh, it it is it's a nice love story Uh, I love um, (laughs) I love Laura Dern and Nick Cage together like they're they're hot and sexy Um, but yeah (laughs) again it turns like really weird I don't know what to think of the ending still (laughs) it's which uh, it's pretty much me and I'm a lot of Lynch anyway but yeah so I mean Matt wants you to dive into all of Twin Peaks but <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say take it easy, go blue velvet and and, and go from there. But yeah, okay. uh, I'm sorry that us Lynch fans are so. Like, I, I have to agree. Like w- there's like a culture around uh, Lynch and especially Twin Peaks that is hard to you know break into. Get into yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I mean I'm, I'm currently looking at a how how big is this book? This book that came out last year, the secret history of Twin Peaks. It's on my desk. That I need to read. It's like uh, four hundred pages. Oh my of, gosh! Like Twin Peaks, you know, you know. It's basically like a Easter egg of a book. And yeah, this culture is insane. That, that Twin Peaks has developed. It's you know a huge reason why the new series is going to be as big as, as as it is as I hope it'll be as I predict it'll be
0: because yeah, uh, it's. Well, yeah. they are marketing
1: the shit out of it. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of marketing. <laughs> are you are you upset, Matt, real quick, that they haven't released a trailer yet for the new Twin Peaks?
0: Uh, they've actually released, like, two or three, and they've been playing on, on a regular basis, kind of like other things. <laughs> I've had trailers for, like, you know, a year. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is, again, Us, we're, we're, we're like, not subtweeting, but we're sub-
0: Podcasting.
1: Sub-po- we're pod- sub-podcasting. <laughs> uh, and with that, I think it's time for a second break. Um, yes. Uh, so let's take a second break. Folks listening, enjoy this little musical interlude as Matt goes and, and go. he pees in a pot or something, whatever he likes to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. And we're back. Um, Hey, hope you enjoyed that break. Um, Speaking of things, well, people have seen this movie. Not you, Matt. Uh, No, I haven't. haven't, You haven't seen this. You should see it, though. Brick. Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah, I watched Brick.
1: Yeah, talk about Brick, MJ, because not enough people talk about Brick. And I'm sure more people will, because I, I hear this director is doing big things, so... Uh, yeah, he's doing, I don't
0: know
3: what's doing the, the biggest
1: product. thing. <laughs> Probably the biggest thing. Yeah, so more people yeah. will see Brick, but MJ, you're ahead of the curve. Uh you, I mean, you saw Brick. What what did you think of Brick?
3: Yeah, uh so this is like my third time through it. Um it was actually so my wife works at a library and oh. the first Thursday of every month they do uh movies at the library. And The last few months have been uh, kind of noir theme. That's been the theme Mm -hmm. for them. And they wanted to show Brick, but then they found out it was rated R, so they weren't sure if they could show it, you know, in a library where there's kids. And I was like, I really don't think there's anything in that movie that justifies an R rating. Um, But I will watch it uh, because... That's just the kind of guy I am. Also, I would love to watch Breaking It. Um, Uh So I rewatched it, really focusing more on the content this time around, uh, which there is no reason that I found in this movie to be rated R at all. There's not a swear word in the script. There's not a sex scene. There's no nudity in it. Um... There's one scene where someone gets shot in the face, but it's silhouetted. uh, But the the blood spatter is pretty big, I guess. Might be the only thing you could think of. Uh, It it almost seems like a middle finger rating. Like, it it almost seems like they, for whatever reason, people didn't want the movie to succeed. Um, But all that being said, the movie itself is really solid. I hadn't seen it in a while. um, And I... I don't remember it playing as funny as it did the last time I saw it, um, and now it's at a point where it, in my brain, it's either satire or it's a bad movie. Oh no! <laughs> um, because there, there's just certain stuff that's really goofy if it's not on purpose. If that makes sense, um, and so I like it was it was weird i still liked the movie because i think ryan johnson's a smart guy and i think he knows what he's doing and i think even though it's a first film um i think he still had a good grasp on what he wanted to accomplish so i think he was trying to kind of screw around with those private detective tropes in a high school setting but like there's a scene where he basically treats his vice principal as the chief of police who's, you know, he's kind of working outside the system yeah. and, uh, you know, I don't answer to you, you're part of the system or whatever, and, like, it plays really, really funny and I think it's supposed to, but I can't be sure. Um, But I, the performances all around are great um, there's a ton of dialogue, and it is fast. It's hard to pick up on a lot of the... Uh, uh, on certain lines, like what people are saying, it also uses a lot of the dialogue, or the, the uh, I guess, dialect of, you know, 30s noir movies. So there's a lot of slang that has to be kind of filtered through, um, which is good. it forces you to pay attention, and uh, the movie has a ton going on as far as the story goes. So... Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It made me want to do an entire—I uh, mean, it's only three films at this point—but it made me want to do an entire uh, rewatch of Ryan Ryan Johnson's filmography. Uh, yeah,
1: I love Brick, and I, I see your point, MJ. About uh, yeah, that uh, that that him playing that uh, or, or Ryan Johnson where do I begin with Brick <laughs> when I first <laughs> when I first saw it I, I, I honestly did not get it or it, mm-hmm. it, it, it took me just a while to kind of comprehend like the dialogue what they were trying to do um, and it wasn't until like maybe the second third viewing where I kind of understood okay he's doing like a film noir set at high school I, I, mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. Like that whole interplay between him and the principal. Like that principal is playing like the chief of police or whatever. He's played
0: by Shaft.
1: Yeah he, was, yeah. yeah, he was played by Shaft. And and yeah, and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just this kid who was trying to solve this this murder. Uh, and <laughs> it uh, you have to like at least uh, understand a a kind of base level film noir. Uh, language to really mm-hmm. appreciate brick so that's yeah uh, I get that I, I do think it's on purpose MJ I, I will say that it like, last time I saw it which is, it was a few months ago I think they played this in my film class um, but yeah I, I I I I loved it even more like this, it was like maybe my third or fourth time seeing it uh, and Ryan Johnson, uh, Bl- Brothers Bloom is my favorite film of his. I, I do Same. love, yeah, yeah, I do love Looper a lot, but Brothers Bloom that blew me away first time and each time I've seen it, uh, it, it breaks my heart. It's so damn great. Um, yeah. So Matt, you have homework. Uh, you have I to need see- to watch Rick and Brothers Bloom
0: because I haven't seen oh, either of those. Man.
3: Yeah, yeah. they're must haves. Uh, I've I seen know- Looper a bunch. Brothers Bloom is on HBO Go, I think. okay
0: cool then i'll watch okay then i i can watch that sweet there you go there you hbo go Uh, ha joke no i i i love looper looper's great yes it's good that's really good yeah it it continues that long tradition of you know paul dano getting the shit beat out of him and in this
1: case you know (laughs) dissolving in front of your eyes he's pretty
0: good (laughs) at that
3: punchable
1: no i i can't stand that guy uh, it's like him and Josh Gad for most punchable person. I don't know which. I mean, no.
0: I, I mean, I love I love Paul uh, Paul Dano, but I mean, he's a great actor. But oh no, the, he has the, that role, the roles he chooses make me want to hurt him.
3: So I've seen a lot of Josh Gad insults flying around the internet lately. Here we go. And he he is the celebrity I get told that I look like the most. So that's not great for my self confidence. <laughs>
1: I apologize, MJ. I, you, you, <laughs> your picture is actually on the Skype thing, so I'm looking at you. Well, not I mean at your picture, not you directly. Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's no hidden camera of me, of me watching you. Um,
0: or is there? <laughs> <I> <laughs> there will seems,
3: say, it seems there is no hidden camera. I've a, seen
0: the circle. I know what's happening. <laughs> you have not seen the circle. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. I've okay, never seen it. Good. See um, I cannot handle Tom Hanks as a villain. I will not.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Okay, you, MJ, seem like a good person. You do. <laughs> and I just, Okay, looking at your picture here, and then there's a still... No, there's a promotional photo of Josh Gad in his Murder on the Orient Express attire, and I've never wanted to punch my computer screen more. Uh, I just don't know what it is about the guy. Uh, he's just... Is he's, he's, His voice, he's just... He's overplaying things. He just wants... Attention, affection. I don't know what. I don't know what. Uh, but no, MJ. I am not here for this. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have. You seem like a. You seem like a level book person, MJ. So that's good. Uh, okay, good. But uh, sorry, Matt. We can move on. You know, I, you may want to burn me alive. That's a transition. Like cropsy the like cropsy the groundskeeper. <laughs> the burning. The you- burning. You went to... Are, are these next two movies of yours... Do they take place at summer camp? or like They a, do! They do, so you, you're going for a theme here, aren't you?
0: I went to camp. It was fun. <laughs> talk about camp. Uh, I'll talk all about summer camp. Okay, um, I watched uh, The Burning from 1981. It was directed by uh, Tom Malam, but he's not the famous person for this. Um, this was one of the first things that was ever written by the Weinsteins.
2: Wow. This is...
0: Yep, this was like their first thing that they did, and uh, it's a really cool slasher. Basically, it has everything you would want from an 80s slasher. Uh, it's got slow motion of, you know, girls running with no bra, and that's, you know, that's a fun thing. I mean, look at the Weinsteins. Um, but yeah, no, this it's a fun movie. Uh, Jason Alexander's in it, playing the jock, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, he used to be, you know, thin and had a bunch of hair. Uh, Holly Hunter shows up for, like, two seconds. Like, a lot of people got their starts with this thing. And it's awesome. Uh, Tom Savini did the gore effects for it. It, it looks really oh, good. Yeah. It's It's got some really great, like, cinematography uh, for the genre. And uh, it's one of those movies where, like, I was 45 minutes into this thing, and I was like, there's been maybe two kills. What What is happening? And then... The killer shows up and murders six people in the span of 30 seconds, and it's the most glorious thing I've seen in a slasher movie in a long time. He just butchers everyone, and the movie kind of looks at you and like, yeah, that's what you wanted, right? All right, let's go. <laughs> this movie is uh, it's a hoot. I loved it. I love the burning. I can't wait to pick up the uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray, which has been sitting in my Amazon cart for years. Are you there?
1: <laughs> what just happened? I don't know what just happened. You just there's just a silence there, and I was like, I wonder how long this is going to go on before somebody says anything, which is not something that a co-host of a show should do. Um, yeah, I
0: was waiting for some. I was, I was done with my speech, and then
1: no one said anything else. Um, let's backtrack. Um. So I've never seen this movie, <laughs> but okay, it's good. The The Burning. Uh, is, did you see this on uh, uh, for via the uh, Shout Scream Factory release? I did not. No, because I, I I've seen the cover of it like so so often. Because because isn't it a Scream Factory release? Am I am I wrong? Yes, yeah. yes, it is. Like uh, and for years it seems like, but I I, I do need to see it. It's the uh, cover with the melting face. Yeah, right?
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. i got to pick it up. Um, it's great. Uh, this movie is terrific. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my uh, slasher blind spots for a long time, and I feel like it's one that I'm going to be revisiting quite a lot.
1: But let's quickly go to your next Summer Camp movie, which is one I have seen. Okay, okay. i got to
3: ask, has MJ seen this? So, I was actually, I'm glad we were talking about this before we talk about it. I have not seen it, and I somehow remain unspoiled on it.
0: Oh, boy. Okay, then I will just say that this movie's fucking great, because much like you, I went into this unspoiled. Um, I I don't know what else to say about Sleepaway Camp, other than it's really terrific, and it has some of the best dialogue ever.
3: Didn't it just get added to some streaming service? I it, it might be
0: on sh- it might be on Shutter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh but uh the writer for the Talk Film Society, uh Dan, uh actually posted the screen cap of uh my favorite exchange in this movie, uh, where they're playing softball and the one guy goes, Eat shit and die, Ricky. And then Ricky goes back, <laughs> Eat shit and live, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Yeah, I love Sleepaway Camp. Uh MJ,
3: please see this. It's it's, yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really next level. It's one of those ones where I I need to get down to LA when they're showing it and and okay. go see it with an audience. Oh, is, yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. the main reason I have been avoiding it. I want to see it in a theater with a bunch of people.
1: Oh, that would be I I can't even imagine how much of it. Yet. They're, they're actually showing not not the first one, but I think they're showing the second, the sequel at the Draft House this month. So, that's cool. Yeah, I, I actually spent a day uh, last year. I sat down and watched the first three because there there are like four or five, aren't there? I don't know. Some 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 Something like crazy that crazy number of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, that's insane. But the the, <laughs> the first three are all pretty solid. You know, eighties, early nineties slasher movies. Uh, and yeah, I knew about the ending of Sleepaway Camp, uh, the original. Uh, I heard the "How did this get made?" episode. Uh, I I I I youtube the ending just to see it, just to. <laughs> z- but yeah, I'm happy that. MJ, you're not spoiled. You have no idea. And Matt, I'm proud of you that you did not. You weren't. You weren't spoiled either. Yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> it is. I'm not even gonna say it. It's. 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 It's, it's great. It's bonkers. But yeah. But, <laughs> but 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 I will say yeah. The other two are worth watching as well. Um. I think the third one is on Shudder. I think that I saw the second one through Amazon Prime. Something crazy like that. But yeah. If you have Shudder, I hope that's still on there. The first one at least, and then you know see the sequels when you can. Um. So that was Sleepaway Camp um yeah uh i mean you're gonna see the sequels, aren't you mats? you have to of course, yeah please do of course yeah um not not as uh not as great as the first one, uh but they're still <laughs> you know worth watching i mean very few things top that ending you know i'll leave you know. it i leave it at that uh speaking of endings. Uh, Man, was I in tears by the end of the ending uh, of the finale of Big Little Lies. Ooh. Uh, So we don't normally talk TV on this this podcast.
0: But guess what? We're going to be doing that
1: for a little (laughs) bit here and there. But it's not TV. It's HBO. It's HBO. It's HBO. (laughs) And we did have a, a tiny conversation before we recorded Matt and I about whether this should be uh, uh, be marked on uh as a movie and I say well it's a limited series it's a mini-series they're all directed each and every episode is directed by Jean-Marc Vallée and each one is written by David E. Kelly and it has like these huge stars so I don't know. It's uh, it's it's not really a, a TV show. It's, it's uh, maybe not really a movie anyway. I don't know. I logged it in. Whatever. Uh, Matt might disagree, but... No, I don't. We went over this. Fine. I don't disagree. You agree that it's a movie.
0: It's just a long movie. <laughs> and I'll say well, this. Hey, hey, I hitched my horse to that OJ Made in America, so guess what? <laughs> Anything can be a fucking movie.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> But but the battle continues over what's a movie or not, and I, I, I yeah let's just say it's a movie for for for, okay. for for this sake. Let's talk about it. So yes, I well,
3: let me ask you, uh, MJ, real quick. Have you seen Big Little Lies? I've not. We actually just got our HBO back this week, so Whoa. nice. Okay. We're gonna be playing catch up.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but man, uh, did it live up to the hype? I I was looking forward to this series um, as soon as they announced it. As soon as I saw a trailer for it, uh, starring Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, Adam Scott, like a lot of my favorite people are in this. Uh, yeah. d- directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who did Wild. I love Wild. I love it. Um, I need to see it. And I didn't know. Un- I didn't know until the the first episode started. Like the opening credits came on. And it said, you know, uh, executive produced by David E. Kelly, written by David E. Kelly. I go, wait a second, hold your horses. David E. Kelly is doing this? I had no idea. I love David E. Kelly, l a McBeal, Boston Legal, uh, some of the practice. I love those TV shows. <laughs> some of the practice, <laughs> not all of the practice. I, was, I wasn't a huge Practice fan, but Boston Legal, that's uh, early seasons of Boston Legal. I love that stuff. Alan McBeal for sure. I have the Alan McBeal box set.
0: I'm right you do. But,
1: so there's just so much, like, like so much talent in this, uh, and it, it does live up to the hype. It is an amazing series. Uh, it's seven episodes long. It didn't feel like, you know, I wanted more, actually, as the series was going on. Like, I was on episode six, and I was like, I wish there was, like, tw- <sighs> like 50 episodes of this. Oh no! Because man, I—that's <laughs> <they're, laughs> definitely not a movie. <laughs> Aren't they pushing for a second season? They really, and you know, not not to spoil things, but uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon, who produced this, she kind of wants a series. She kind of wants to return to this world, but the the director uh, Jean-Marc Vallée, he's like, I don't know, it it, it, it is kind of self-contained. I mean, I'll say I wouldn't mind revisiting the characters in some way. Like, if maybe if they made a movie, you know, I, I, I would like that. But making it, like, another series, like, there's just so... Because this is based off a book, and from what I understand, they pretty much covered all of the book. You know, uh, the, the author... read the book. The author of the book, I don't think, is going to write another book anytime soon. But she, she yeah. has said that... Um, You know, she might come up with like some ideas for a second series if there is one. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't mind it, but also like, what else could you possibly do with these with these characters? Because I was I was satisfied absolutely by the end. Like, sure, there may be like a few loose ends, but I'm like, no. Like the way it ended, I I was like, this is that's it. I'd rather not. Yeah, I love these characters, but it's just I'm excited. It's a perfect. Ending, I think. I don't want to overhype it, but man, I I stayed up until like five, already did. I stayed up until five a.m. Wow. watching like uh, six episodes of this, the final six episodes. Because uh, I watched the pilot, the first episode, like two weeks ago. Then I waited a week, then just sat down. It's like okay, I'm gonna dive in and finish it. Let's do this, but yeah, man. Okay, the performances are amazing. Witherspoon plays like um, like a, her character from election like all grown up and like divorced oh, and, <laughs> and like remarried uh, to Adam Scott uh, who is <laughs> if you've seen Parks and Rec uh, he's kind of playing a similar character kind of oh Ben's back yeah kind of kind of um, but he he is like going toe to toe with Reese Witherspoon and I hope he gets an Emmy nomination that would be amazing if he got nominated and he have, if, if he actually won I, I've always been on Adam Scott's side, but man, Nicole Kidman may be the standout in this. Mm-hmm. She she is such a brave actress. Like the the role she has in this, it may be the best thing I've seen her in in like in years. Uh, Fun fact: she's always good. She's always amazing. But here, yeah. <laughs> I I I like I can I did not I couldn't believe like how amazing, like, how, the heights that she reaches in this. Oh, I'm still kind of blown away by it. And then, oh, jeez, <laughs> Laura Dern.
3: <laughs> oh, I love Laura Dern.
1: This is me gushing about this cast. Like, each and every one, I want all of them to win Emmys. I want them to be nominated, I want them to win. Like, they, like each and every one has, ha, they have their moments uh, throughout the entire series, and it's, it's mind-boggling just how much uh, talent is on screen, and just just how like on the ball they are with their like like just their, their performances uh, the editing I'll say is like kind of amazing too I, I recently watched for the first time The Limey and I talked about the editing uh, on that uh, for my Solarberg podcast check it out why don't you but it's funny seeing that and then seeing this They're kind of similar editing wise I, maybe it was like my sleep deprivation because it was like 5am watching this TV show um but yeah, it's the way it jumps back from like uh it jumps you know, backwards, forwards in time, kinda shows like these dream elements. I haven't seen editing as amazing as this maybe ever in T V. That's the hype is too real. I'll stop now. But yeah. Uh-huh. It was worth the watch. Don't don't Absolutely. get out this for me. <laughs> I'm not going to. But I can't imagine you, Matt, or you, MJ, I can't imagine you guys, you guys seem like good people. Uh, I, <laughs> I can't imagine you coming into a big Little lies and saying, "Oh, well that's a disappointment. It there's no way that that's going to happen." It's fine. There's no way, no way. Um, but it, it's it's it is like a murder mystery, but I kind of I kind of I forget about that as oh, I'm watching this. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it, it you know, it's not a spoiler cuz that's how the show starts. Uh, and then you know you're wondering you know who did what whatever but no it's it's kind of it's not it's not what the show's about it's about these characters it's about these women who you know have been divorced who are in these marriages that may not be like the perfect marriages they're not perfect people, but they come together uh and they <laughs> they do it's yeah it's about the women and uh, again i, I it's I should good. stop. I should. And it's good. It's great. It's great. I don't want to spoil things, though. I'll stop now. But, man. You should,
0: because we're going up on two hours.
1: Oh, please watch Big Little Lies. Oh, boy. Uh, speaking of greats, I mean, uh, Woody Allen is pretty good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: he's
3: pretty, he's pretty great. <clears throat> Midnight in Paris. Yeah, I watched Midnight in Paris. Uh, it was the second time viewing for me. Um,. I honestly watched it to bring the numbers up for this week. Uh, I didn't. I felt like I didn't watch that much uh, for a no. podcast where we talk about what we've been watching this week. But uh, man, this is a really well put together movie, isn't it? Though it, gosh it it just knows perfectly when to enter. Owen Wilson's character into the 20s, when to bring him out, how much time to spend with, you know, Rachel McAdams and her family, and then send him back to, to, you know, Gertrude Stein and all those people. And um, even just, like, as much as I want more of Adrian Brody's Salvador Dali, Uh, pardon me, Dali, uh, (laughs) (laughs)
2: like,
3: it's also the perfect amount because I feel like I feel like anymore and he becomes the Jack Sparrow of Midnight in Paris. Yes. Um yes. and it's just like it just works top to bottom. Every element is great. The music's astounding in it. Uh I love the soundtrack to this film. Yeah. It's uh Owen Wilson's best performance by a mile. Oh, yeah. Mhm. This or uh, Life Aquatic, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I agree with that, but man, he's like, he's just so much better when he's given stuff to do rather than just be like, Oh wow. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that was a good one. That was a good impression. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Um, and just like the, the density of people in it, like uh, there's, there are still people in this movie that I'm sure I don't know who they are when they show up in, you know, in Owen Wilson's character's life. Um, And I think thematically it really works because it's a movie that's all about how toxic nostalgia can be. Um, But it doesn't realize it until, like, there's three minutes left in the movie, basically. Um, And it just, like, the way it builds to that revelation is really great. Because up until that point, you basically think that he's just gonna kind of have his cake and eat it too and but then you remember is, it's woody go on, allen. Go on. yeah
0: yeah then you remember it's a woody allen movie
3: <laughs> yeah exactly and i can't think of a, a less nostalgic person <laughs> than woody allen <laughs> um and so or a less precious person than woody allen yes. uh so so but the way he writes this precious character is fit you know like the, the and then the way they make essentially the antagonist of the movie correct you know Michael Michael Sheen who's eh, kind who's of the, the bad who's the worst yeah he's awful and insufferable in the movie and you think of him as a killjoy but then at the end it's like oh he's right he's right about this
1: yeah Ugh. I I do love Banana in Paris uh, I think I mentioned it on this show. It, it came out 2010, right? Yes. Uh, favorite, mm-hmm. favorite film of the year that year. Uh, I love how he handled that. Like yeah, like you're saying, MJ. He's not Woody Allen. there's no way he's nostalgic for anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And he shows that in, in um Owen. Is it Owen? I forget Owen Wilson, right? Yes. Okay, not Luke Wilson. I always get them confused. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, Owen Wilson. Who is, like, one of the better Alan uh, surrogates. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Rachel McAdams, right, is in it. I love mm-hmm. her. To because get.
3: she has to be in love with the time traveler. <laughs> how many How
1: many movies are there now of Rachel McAdams falling in love with a time traveler? Like at, least at least a handful. Just a handful. A handful
0: of
2: them.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think maybe every single one she's in... You know, I think it's secretly about her falling over the time traveler. Go back to her photography. Yeah, right? yeah, Um even like Red Eye. There's a, there's a time traveler in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Midnight in Paris. Oh boy, I, I I I I do love it. It's good. I mean, Matt. I mean, when are you gonna go back to your Woody Allen marathon, Matt?
0: Uh, probably soon because I'll be watching the rest of his movies leading up to his new film when it ah, comes out. Okay. Uh, I it... can't wait for Wonder Wheel.
1: <laughs> That's what it's called, Wonder Wheel.
0: Yes, yes. Who's in there? With him, him and Kate. W- it's got Kate Winslet and Justin Timberlake. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, indeed. Oh. I'm I'm on board already. Yeah. Yes, I'm all about <laughs> this, and it takes place in New York in the '50s, and I get to see them in like madman clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And Vittorio Storaro is coming back for the cinematography, and if it's half as pretty as um, Cafe Society,
1: <laughs> I might die. <laughs> Please don't die, Matt. <clears throat> I don't want to die. No, no not it's <laughs> one thing I recommend: do not die. You don't um, die. Okay, final movie on the list before Get we hot in here. before we uh, before we uh, play our game uh, and end the show. Uh, Heat. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Heat. You lucky bastard. I saw. Yeah, right. I saw Heat last night uh, at the Alamo Draft House. Yep. You uh, sure did. I saw jerk. the new 4K uh, release, uh, the definitive director's edition, as it's being called. Uh, the same edition that'll be out on Blu-ray by the time this episode is out. So, mm-hmm. if you haven't already ordered it. I mean, it's currently it's seven dollars and eighty eight cents on Amazon, which is fucking crazy. It's insane. <laughs> That's
3: insane. Uh, yeah, uh, it they're, has, just,
1: they're giving it away. Yeah, it has all the special features previously on like the, the DVD and old Blu Ray, and it has like two special features with like Q and A from uh, with uh, Chris Nolan and Michael Mann and the cast. Mm. So yeah, it's worth picking up for sure because man, uh, I mean. Uh, I do hope they do release it in lo- on, like, a 4K Blu-ray, Matt, because you have to see this. I, I've i seen it plenty of times, Heats. I've seen it in theaters. No, I haven't seen it in theaters. I was going to. Here's
0: the, trick. Here's the trick to Blu-ray. If it's been mastered in 4K, it'll look almost as good as the 4K disc.
1: There you go. That's a 4K tip from Matt Curion, uh, da, da, da. <laughs> who has a uh, 4K TV, and, and uh, you should listen to him, because he knows what he's talking about. I try to. Do my research, yeah. It looks amazing, this 4K transfer. It, it looks like it came out yesterday. I'm oh, so excited. It's gorgeous. I can't wait to see it again on Blu-ray. Um, uh, and they played it loud like they should, you know, the Draft House. Uh, how else are you going to play a Michael Mann movie in theaters other than loud? It's yeah. uh, And, and, and revisiting it, it's been maybe, I don't know, five years since I've seen it. Jesus, uh, yeah, really? Yeah, it it uh, it's almost no problem. It's almost <laughs> three hours long. It's two hours, like in forty minutes, towards fifty minutes. But man, That's does fine. it does it just? It's the fastest almost there movie I've ever seen. It, yeah, it's it's it moves at a clip. It feels like a novel, which is mm-hmm. which is kind of silly to say, but it does. Like there are these like subplots and like side characters that seem like you know inconsequential that 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 seem like oh he cut it out and make it a better movie but no it, all, oh. <laughs> it 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 feeds into this um this uh this overarching theme that man talks about about uh, these professionals like the, the these people you know dead sets on their careers or their uh, the, the few passions they have in life like al pacino plays a character who is all about the hunt he he's he's always looking for his prey his his family, his romantic life, you know, social life may struggle but he's just there to do what he does best, is you know, track people down and then we only have Robert De Niro who is, you know same side of the coin uh, not same side, sorry, the opposite side of the, of the same coin where he is, uh, he's obsessed with like his work, robbing banks uh, being a professional thief he he tries to make the, the, his romantic life work, but when it comes down to it, as he says, you know, don't get attached to something that you can't drop in thirty seconds flat. So, yeah, it's about those professional people living in this in this in this world, this you know dank, dirty LA world, where it'll just eat you alive if 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 you're not uh, strong enough. Uh, that's Heat. I mean, I I can't wait to see it again. Uh, that again, the 4K release is is astonishing. So it's like seeing it again for the first time. Pretty much, put that yeah. on the box. Um, uh, That's my box quote. <laughs> just take out your sharpie and just write on on your Blu-ray box. Uh, <laughs> MJ, I mean, you've seen Heat, right?
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, of course, but it's it's probably been about five years since I've seen it
1: too. Yeah, I mean, Matt, I mean, it's it's almost three hours. I mean, you have to cut yeah. out like an afternoon to see it, Matt. I mean, come on, yeah, don't 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 get angry at me or MJ for not, not
0: seeing
2: getting
1: it. angry at you. Sometimes it takes me three days to watch a movie, so it's fine. And that is something I don't like to do. I like to see things in one sitting. So I'm the same way. Yeah, there you go, Matt. Sometimes I can't help it. <laughs> it's <laughs> why are we getting mad at each other? Let's just calm down. God damn it. Uh, real quick, MJ uh, Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think that's like how Matt and I started podcasting, just talking about Michael Mann a lot. But yeah, uh, we're fans. Uh, uh, how, how big of a I fan mean, are you about Mike, uh, of Michael Mann?
3: You know, I'm a I really like Michael Mann, but I haven't seen enough. Like Thief is a big one on my watch list that I haven't seen. Tyrion um,
0: Sale coming up.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but he's made two of my favorite. Like action crime movies ever in heat and collateral, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, and collateral that movie rules so hard, <laughs> uh Miami Vice, have you seen that one? uh, you know what? I rented it as a pre street for those who have done time in the video store, uh, uh. rented it before it came out, and I remember turning it off because I was tired and haven't revisited it since,
1: oh no. <laughs> It's understandable. It it It's... You have to be in the right mood to see Miami Vice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, just, just revisit it, please. Uh, and if you can, get the... Thea- was was it, Matt, the theatrical cut is the best cut, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Because mm-hmm. the cut on uh, the Blu-ray is the director's cut, which is not as good. Uh, or, I mean, it's still a good movie, but it's, it's still not good. as good. Well, it's not as good. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, yes, revisit Miami Vice, MJ, and Black Hats is underrated (laughs) it is (laughs) i agree totally
3: completely you are the only two people i've ever heard say that i actually haven't seen the movie so we did an entire episode on black hat i believe yeah we did yeah
1: yeah we We did the black hat special yeah that was like two years ago yeah how's that for a deep cut we uh, (laughs) folks who are subscribed to the itunes feed you can scroll back and find the black Hat episode so you'll find it yeah you'll find it um so yeah, so that's heat so I'm I'm happy that Black
0: Hat hacker named Hathaway.
1: <laughs> I'm happy that uh this new Heat Blu-ray is coming out and it's four K and it's amazing. So I can't wait to watch it next week when it, when I when I get it. Yeah,
0: so
3: yeah all cool. this all this talk well you saw it with a bunch of, you know, film people that I follow on Twitter and uh I all this talk of the movie makes me really want to go revisit it. Oh, yes. Uh, and pick up that Blu-ray. Like we said, it's like 8
1: bucks on Amazon right now. Yeah, $7.88. Yeah. Uh, That's nuts. They're giving it away. Uh, and, hey, it's like we're giving away. We're also giving things away. We're giving this episode away to you people listening. And Aww. as a cherry on top, let's play a quick game before we go to bed. Sure uh, thing, Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you sound the, like a happier Toby Tobin Bell. Like, <laughs> would you like to play a game? That's the best thing anybody has said about me. I'm a happier Aww. Tobin Bell. Um, <laughs> so l- l- let's play at least one round, because I know Matt, you're tired. Um, okay, so real quick, the I have work in the morning. The Haycast, at either, I don't even know
0: what time I have work in the morning, but I have work.
1: <laughs> the Hay Cast bad. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show up when they open. <laughs> the Haycast Pyramid. Uh so Matt, you're going to give MJ... is uh, uh, going to receive, Matt's going to give the clues. So, Matt will be given five movie titles. Uh, MJ will have to figure out what these movie titles are uh, via Matt's clues. Matt cannot say any proper names, any actor <coughs> names, any director names. He may describe the plot, he may quote the movie, uh, and that's about it. So, um, okay. And that's... And then, yeah, 60 seconds on the clock. Is, that's the Pyramid. Is, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to send Matt uh, five movies, of which I've chosen randomly online. Uh, and we'll start that as soon as I send them. Uh Okay. Matt, are you ready to play the Pyramid? Sure am. MJ, MJ are
3: you ready? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh let me quickly. All right. Nice, nice. Dead silence on the podcast. I was. Well, I like the dead
0: <laughs> silence. I was waiting. I'm
3: waiting for the, the thing to start. It's it's building. See,
1: you gotta you gotta um, edit in music, like background music for this part. I'm not doing. Yeah, that we're either.
3: getting we're getting in the zone.
1: <laughs> Sounds like too much work. Okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Three, two, go. One, and go.
0: Okay, uh this wizard kid, he goes to uh jail.
3: Uh Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban?
0: Okay, uh yeah. She she dances and she she becomes a bird.
3: There's oh ballet god. involved. Oh, uh Black Swan.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um the uh the the oh my god. Uh, <laughs> white guy goes to China, tries to save them with arrows, and there's dragons. And uh, great just...
3: Wall. Okay, yep.
0: cool. Uh, this movie is based on video games and... the No, and uh, the guy wasted a few years years of his life making it <laughs> when he really should have just been making oh, you know,
3: Jesus.
0: more clone movies on oh. a satellite of Earth.
3: Oh, God. Is uh, it a Michael Bay movie? I guess no. I can't ask that. Uh, okay.
0: Okay, we'll go to the next one. Uh, okay.
1: and stop.
2: Oh Jesus!
1: Ah. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> you got the first. You got the first three. Yeah. Was, uh, that okay. So it was Warcraft that man was trying to.
3: Oh. Try to it was like right. the, Duncan,
1: Duncan Jones wasted a few years of his life.
0: Yes. The yeah.
3: most, yeah, the, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. the most backhanded clue I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 uh, do you want to? Do you want to quickly try to give uh, MJ the last one? yeah
3: um I know I made that decision for you it's, a,
0: it's, <laughs> yes. a, it's an early vigilante movie uh it I don't know Death wish? yeah so yes yeah, there you go <laughs> all right yeah they made like twenty of them <laughs> Death with twenty. I wish I was dead <laughs> all right um do the thing where you put it in the skype box and we do the honor system and then
1: okay yeah. give me. MJ gives me hints. MJ, I'm going to send the clues via the Skype uh, text box. Uh, And Matt, go ahead and minimize the Skype box window. And I'm getting this ready. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, Tension is building. The tension is building. I need to play this game. I love this game. It's so right. much fun. All right. Uh, so I'm going to press enter, and I'm going to start the clock
3: here in three, two, one. Go. Okay. Uh, lawsuit uh, about child custody.
0: Kramer versus Kramer.
3: Yes. Uh, baseball statistics. Moneyball. Yep. Uh, based on a board game, Clue. British. Uh, oh gosh, fat mom. What? You got you got Clue. You got Clue right. Uh, okay. fa- fat mom. Uh, Middle America. Uh, What's Middle eating League? Gilbert Grape? Yes. Uh, oh gosh, Buddha movie. Kundun. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: perfect. It. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Man, is that, that all of them? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You got them all.
1: Shit. Those are good hints. This is the best one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what was the time on that? Jesus. Time was 32, se-
3: 32 <laughs> seconds. Five Damn, and 32 still- seconds. <laughs> I like Fat Mom Middle America. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I improved my record by 20 seconds. Jesus. Nice.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. That was good, Matt. Yeah. Let, let's, Holy shit. Let's end there. That was a good note to end on. That was good. Yeah. Uh, thank you, MJ. That was fun.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great.
1: Uh, I had a blast. Yeah, Before we let you go, Plugs, where can the fine people find you online?
3: Sure. Uh, You can find me several places online. Uh, The easiest place is on Twitter, at MJSmith891 on Twitter. Uh, Everything I do kind of filters through there. I write uh, news and reviews for Word of the Nerd online. Um, That's Wordofthenerd.com. Mainly news stuff, sometimes reviews. Uh <coughs> excuse me. Alright, uh reviews for KeithlovesMovies dot com. And then I have my own podcast and my own YouTube channel. Uh the podcast is called The Before and After Show. And uh the YouTube channel is called Real Perspective. That's R-E-E-L Perspective. See what we did there. Um, um go like and subscribe the before and after show is on soundcloud itunes stitcher and uh it's not on google but if you're an android user uh it, you can get it through any rss feed app that you use for podcasting well i just subscribed to the before and after show awesome there, there you we
0: mean. go uh matt what about you as usual you can find me on twitter at the real c and uh you know i'm doing all that fun stuff over there and you can find me on letterboxd under the same name to see if i'm lying about what movies i've been watching spoiler i haven't been lying and you can also find me over at talk film society
1: where i'm the editor at large and we're doing a lot of great stuff for you there you go as for me uh Marcelo j pico on twitter Listen to all the podcasts, uh, read all the writing on com, where I'm the editor-in-chief still. I I can't believe I still have that job. I I don't know. Uh, They should fire me. Um, And that's about it, folks. Thanks for listening. Episode 68, In the Can. MJ, thanks again.
3: Yeah, anytime. Yeah, this and, was a
1: blast. And yeah. and folks, don't forget we're going to do a quick after show. Matt's going to spoil Get Out. So uh, after this little musical, beat, am I? You are going to you are going to spoil it, okay? Because you wanted to talk I have about like it. One sentence to say, and we're, we're we're having an after show just for that. It'll be a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so but, you know, let's end the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh yeah, that one. It's, it's a, a bit. bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's my line.
1: <laughs> okay, welcome to the after show, folks. Matt... Uh, MJ is here. Hello, MJ.
2: Hello.
3: Uh,
1: uh, Matt is going to spoil Get Out. Uh, Am I? What is it? What is it? What, what is it that you wanted to say on the show that you were dying to say, but you were afraid to spoil for people?
0: Oh, the gir- uh, when the person gets shot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When that then when she gets shot at the end, very loudly in the theater, I might have said "cunt."
3: <laughs> That's also, so, that's also the name of your autobiography.
0: <laughs> I might have said "cut." I might have said "cut." A memoir, uh, but uh, it's uh... actually that was Alec Baldwin's autobiography, and then he had to change the title. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh,
3: that's it. Uh, good
0: night, yeah, folks. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right. Good night. <laughs>